0: What's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We remember legendary comic book writer... Len Wein, who passed away this week, and discussed the impact and legacy he left behind on the comic book industry, Stephen King's it setting box office records, Spider-Man Homecoming opens big in China, we get our first look at the new Hellboy, and the crazy game of musical chairs continues at Lucasfilm as Star Wars Episode Nine gets a new director and a new script. All that, plus reviews of the pilot episode of Seth MacFarlane's The Orville and the second season of The Game of... Of Thrones, all in this edition of the Jockin' Nerd Weekly for Thursday, September 14th, 2017. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's
1: give it up. Jockin', re-nerded. Re-funny, disturbing. Jockin', re are Spoilers.
0: What's up, friend? Welcome back to another geektastic edition of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. We've been giving you comic book and superhero-related news, reviews, and interviews every week since mid 2015. My name is Imran.
2: My name's Anthony.
0: He's the jock.
2: He's a nerd, and
0: he's the rug boy. What's up, rugs? What's up, dudes? How's it going? It's going good. How you doing? You still, uh, you still, Mister Roboting down there? How's your situation, Mister Roboting? You mean I'm on, I'm on the lamb? You're on the. Are you riding a lamb right now? That's weird. Well, it's actually an alpaca. They're both. Uh, they're both good animals. You can wear both of them. Well, I don't like
1: saying on the lamb. It yeah. sounds like, first of all, who rides lambs? They're not rideable. I
0: mean, even for a puppet, it's, it's
1: humiliating. I don't know
0: where, uh, I wonder where that saying came from. Uh, and besides, they'll yeah. poop on you if you try, yeah. to, try to poach them from behind. If you try to run away from the <laughs> the government, i like, how do you, the, the lamb's not even fast. I'm living on, I think it's just L-A-M on the lamb. I don't think it's actually oh. lamb. I still don't know what that means. Makes no sense. What does make sense is what we're going to talk about on this show. Uh, if you are a new listener, we're going to give you some geek news We are going to review a couple of things like the Orville pilot with Seth McFarlane, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones season two. That's how far I am. I'm setting the pace for the Game of Thrones uh, discussion for us. And we have some emails from our buddies and some other things. And there's the show. But you guys, before we start, I got a couple of shout outs. First shout out to a new listener. Uh, It's my friend Gabe. Gabe, Whoa. yeah, Gabe, who did all the gypsy jazz music with his friend Charles. He was responsible for all the little sweepers, the Spider Man. Yeah, he was smart, and he waited 180 episodes before he started listening. Uh, I think that's why a is good it idea, smart. I think that's a good idea because uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know. We've already peaked, like
0: uh, yeah. like
1: 40 episodes. Oh, no, ago. I we are th-
0: already pa- We are
2: just washed up. Yeah, at this oh, no. point. I, we're
0: I, on the downward we're, slope. We're not when, like... when
2: when we're sitting here and we're just sweating, <laughs> yes. sitting. That's when you're just a washed up human.
0: I, we're not like Game of Thrones, where it gets better. And better as you go on. it's, no, not, no, it's the, op- it, it's the opposite. as hmm. a son. Well, yeah, we're a flash in the pan. Well, look, you can go back, Gabe. Thanks for listening. Go back and listen to all listen the other to our episodes. Peak. Listen He's to like our you peak. guys with Game of Thrones. He came in late. <laughs> yes, now he's got to catch up. <laughs> he's <laughs>
1: never going to listen to all 180 episodes. It's so not going to happen.
0: It's all on demand. Uh, go back. We have a huge back catalog. But I'm glad he started listening. For what it's worth. Thanks for listening. Another huge shout out and major kudos to a couple of gals over at the blazing caribou studios, Kari Sims and Donna Hume who uh, scrambled. And this Tuesday they put together, they did a 12 hour live Facebook podcast marathon to raise money for hurricane Irma relief. Oh shit. Uh, And it it was, it was nuts. It was a lot of fun. Tons of podcast, independent podcasters every hour. Came in and out. I did a slot at like the six hour mark. They've been going for six hours. Uh, and we talked about Game of Thrones. And then actually I talked about like Animal Rescue and these times in my experience. Uh, I volunteered with the Animal Rescue this summer. They, they brought you on to talk about Game of Thrones season one watcher. Yeah. No, she brought
2: it up. I was okay, going to talk good. about Animal Rescue. I, I was like, geez, you are not the authority at all. on No, Game no. Of they Thrones. were giving
0: me shit for that. I'm the nerd on the Jock and Nerd podcast that I just started watching Game ah. of Thrones. Well-deserved shit, of course. Yeah. Uh, challenging our nerd cred. So I had to be like, look, here's the deal. But I also told the story of the one foster dog that bit me on the face. Oh, shit. I don't know if I've ever told that story. Uh, They'll cut up the audio. It'll be out somewhere. Just get on our social medias. You can also still donate until the end of the month through uh, the link they set up on Facebook. All these links and all the stuff we're going to talk about in this episode. Listener, in the show notes. I remember when you came into work looking like Jigsaw from... uh Yeah, yeah. Was Marvel it, comics. Were we doing? Them? Was this before the podcast? I did look like Jigsaw. I had eleven stitches in my face, and it was all swollen. <laughs> was this before the podcast? I don't. I don't remember. I think it was before. It must have been before. Yeah. Good story. It's all on that uh, uh, that special episode of. Uh, it didn't Her- hurt though. You know what. It actually didn't like the between the adrenaline and I iced it. And then we got to the hospital and how much fat he has in his face, and how, uh, fat my, face was, <laughs> my fat lip that almost fell out. I don't remember any pain. And then they gave me pills. So I was fine. Didn't
1: hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the show. That's notes. Why you have a beard. I can't tell anything that uh, anything. Right.
0: If all. I shave off my mustache, you will see uh, two scars now. That will be there.
1: So you don't, want to, you don't not
2: want
0: to see him on no, a mustache. Because, uh, but no, not I, only because of the scars, but just because of your face. Look, I am so white that my chin disappears. If I shave my beard <laughs> and my, my mustache, like I'm just a I look like Beaker from the Muppets. I'm just a column of white. Like there's no delineation. Oh my god. Yes, it's very it doesn't make sense. The beard <laughs> gives you a chin, basically. Yes, I need it for definition uh Wowie Zowie. Wowie Zowie. Wowie Zowie! That's right, check the yeah, show that notes. was like
1: a very reserved Wowie Valley because <laughs> I don't know how to react to this <laughs> <laughs>
0: listen when you hear the story I will put it out there uh, make sure to check it out but for this episode check the show notes jockanderd.com slash 186 and let's get to the news you bastards the jock, the jock, jock and, nerd nerd and nerd podcast that, that music right there, that was all Gabe and Charles uh, providing the slick, gypsy jazz. Listener, if you want to get in touch with this show, if you want to send us your thoughts, a review on something, or just call us out for being fucking morons, that's fine. That's Vi- great. Yes. Visit Jocketer.com slash contact for all the ways, the Twitter, the Facebook group, which is growing every day. Matthew Lawrence just uh, posted something. What <laughs> old Matty Lawrence, Joey Lawrence's brother. Whoa. Uh, slash <laughs> contact. You can even send us your voice via Speakpipe. Uh the first thing we gotta do though, guys, is uh pay our respects because we lost a legendary comic book writer this past week, a man whose influence still is with us, who's changed a lot. Uh I am talking about Len Wein, who died at 69. Uh, good age to die good age to die still kind of young if your name is Ween if your name is Ween Ween and you die at 69 you're 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 in a good spot 69 and I don't know I couldn't find out why I think he was his health was he was having health issues but look if you don't know the name you know this man's creations Uh, he created a character named Swamp Thing co-created with Bernie Wrightson you may have heard of Swamp Thing I create Swamp Ass all the time yeah well that that's also very admirable (laughs) And it has equally compelling storylines as the Swamp Thing. It's just as great. It's <laughs> just as great. Also co-created, a little obscure character. I don't know if you heard of him. His name's Wolverine. Geek boner. Logan. With John Ramita Sr. Yes, of course, first appearance, Hulk 180, 181. As a, a villain, as a Hulk baddie, a Canadian savage bad guy. Uh, but Len was friends with another great legendary comic book writer, Marv Wolfman. These guys came oh. up together in the late 60s at DC. And I guess Len originally wanted to be an artist. And DC was like, you know what? Your stories are better than your drawings. How about you give us some more of those? And the rest is history. He co-creates Swamp Thing in 71 with Bernie Wrightson. And then the biggest thing. The biggest thing that he does, there's, there's, he's done so many things, but one of the most influential in terms of modern superhero comics in 1975 with artist Dave Cockrum. Another great name. We got the Ween. And yeah, the, it's like <laughs> we got nothing yeah. but great names. Wolfman, Cockrum, Wolfman, and Ween. Wolfman, Cockrum, and Ween. This is why comics rule. Uh, yeah. Dave Cockrum, Len Ween, they relaunch the X-Men, giant size X-Men 1, in which he created... Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, and he throws in Wolverine into this new team forever, and this is like the beginning of the you know the the the, the superhero modern, modern X Men soap opera shit that Chris Claremont took the ball running and ran with it. Uh, Rugs, how important do you think giant size X Men is to modern comics?
1: It's a classic issue. It really jump started X Men into the new era. It brought more complexity into the team. You got, you know, a flagship character like Wolverine who, like, took over comics yeah. after like a few years. So he, it's pretty seminal. And
0: like, it wasn't all white people. He had. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna yeah. say that
1: that
2: that issue. I mean, the X Men were an allegory for Martin Luther King and and civil rights movements and all that yet stuff. they're all white, dudes. and yet they were all. uh yeah. Rich white guys. Rich so, white teenagers. Yeah, Throwing throw in, in a, a black girl from Africa. Yeah. Uh what, with with German? German, Colossus, German, Russian? Colossus, Russian, and Wolverine Canadian. Canadian. So yeah.
0: make it a little more uh, multicultural. International flair. I mean, this is, it, its impacts are still felt. Clearly, we wouldn't have had any of these characters. And as far as uh, collecting, this is still a holy grail. I remember when I started collecting. It is a holy grail comic. I heard about this. and I, I wish I had bought it when I was a teenager, because it was a I lot less. It. Do you really? Dude, it's, anyway. it's worth a lot, and it's, it's worth some good Skrilla. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I still, I wish, I, I've always wanted that book. I've always heard about this book. Uh, Len Wein, also editor on Watchmen. I mean, for Christ's sake, the guy who edited Watchmen, he actually recently returned to write Swamp Thing again when he passed. And uh, as far as being progressive, when they were in their 20s, Len and Wolfman, they almost were were going to be credited with creating the first black character at DC on Teen Titans. Uh, it was a, a character named Jericho, and it had to deal with, like, black gangs and white gangs. And the thing was written. It was completed. It was on its way to the printer when Carmine Infantino uh, takes control of DC and he looks at it. He's like, we can't, we can't do this. Like, and Neil Adams actually fought for them that he wanted to edit it to, to uh, tone it back a little. They ended up changing Jericho into Joshua, a white guy and a bunch of white gangs. Uh, But later, Marv Wolfman did get a chance to use Jericho, but they almost had, I mean, this is how progressive these guys were in their twenties and, and, and where their passion was Uh, just some of the characters. Look, Created by lead. Shitload of characters. Anton Arcane from Swamp Thing. Amadeus Arkham. He created. Uh what well, we got? Uh Brother Voodoo. We uh Cheetah Clayface Copperhead Cotton Mouth Lucius Fox from Batman. So I mean like a lot of these guys, he bounced back and forth Marvel and DC, which a lot of these guys do he's
1: into putting multiculturalism into all the books. It sounds like that was a, his main focus.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, they were very they wanted different characters. He created Jigsaw in uh, Punisher, Rocket Racer from Spider-Man, uh, uh, Jamie Madrox in the X-Men, Multiple Man, tons more. I'll put all these links. The guy in the Wrecking Crew. Remember the Wrecking Crew from Spider-Man, which is the construction guys and the uh, big bulldozer guy. Uh, the guy hugely influential. He's clearly left a legacy uh, in what he did. So we owe a lot of enjoyment to the Len Wein. 69's a good ride, though. Yeah, yeah. Wolfman's still alive. He's 71, so he was a little bit older. Uh, A lot of these other guys are still alive. So, but man, you can't deny Len Wein's legacy. Okay, let's talk about some box office news. Uh, A movie that nobody saw here, right? It, did you guys see It? Did I did see not see it. it. I did not see it, but I saw the fucking box office, dude. This thing opened huge for an R-rated horror uh, movie and set a lot of records. It made $123 million domestically, 179 worldwide opening weekend. Oh, shit. For an R-rated horror movie. Here is some of the records. I'm just going to run through the records. It set: largest opening ever for a horror movie. Largest three-day opening weekend for an R-rated movie third largest opening in 2017, largest opening for a September movie, largest IMAX opening weekend for a movie in September and a horror movie, largest number of locations for R-rated movie, largest opening weekend ever for New Line. Uh Thursday, it's Thursday previews were 13.5 million, largest Thursday pre-show ever for a horror movie, largest pre-show for an R-rated movie, it beat Deadpool's 12 million Thursday pre-show which we thought was very impressive. Largest pre-show for a September release. The biggest for New Line. And this was the craziest, I thought. This is the biggest Stephen King opening. Oh, shit. From IT and uh, Andres Mushetti, Pretty crazy stuff. It's made 217 worldwide right now. It's sitting at 151 Man, those On are some... a budget of $35 $35 no. million. It only costs $35 million. This thing is killing it. Listener, if you've seen it, Send us your thoughts. I've, I've heard that it's not really as scary as it is, like creepy, disturbing. Yeah, that's and, what I've heard, and too. And funny. And, like, actually legitimately funny.
2: Yeah, I've heard the same thing. I think they did a really good job marketing this. Yes, yes. I, I, I thought all the uh, the previews were really well done. It is a name that people know from, what, the 90s, early 90s. Yep, yep. There's that, the fear of clowns, and then there's, you know, it being a Stephen King thing. I think all of those things combine with pretty good marketing.
1: You have a lot of the nostalgia factor because it was one of those things that was on TV. It was a TV series yeah. or mini series, so more people and we probably all watched grew up, it. yeah, and we all saw it or 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 came in contact with it. Then it became like a dank meme when the internet came out and everybody was using Pennywise, right? Yep, as a, like a meme, yeah. And then when the movie uh, trailer came out and people started getting interested in that shit. That meme spread like wildfire all over everywhere, so they started using Pennywise <laughs> for everything. So um, <laughs> they had like that that clown sticking out of the sewer like for everything. Yep. Like. So I mean, it was in the public consciousness, and a horror movie like this uh, got good reviews. It had good buzz on it, so uh, I'm not surprised it did well. But this is ridiculous. This is yeah, crazy. I, I would also
2: throw in too. It's one of the few horror icons, Pennywise, that yeah. hasn't been run into the ground. Yes, I mean you look at like yes. Jason, Freddy, right, Mike Chucky, Myers. yeah, even like the girl from The Exorcist, uh, Le- Leatherface, like all those people. Have- Hellraiser. Everyone's been run into the ground so much.
0: Plus, you had, uh, you know, Stranger Things gave us a huge '80s nostalgia, and people just want more of that. So, for this to fall in between the Stranger Things seasons, I think one of the the kids is in there from Stranger Things. Yeah. So it's it's carrying that. Uh, interesting side note, this is IMAX almost missed the boat. It made $7 million opening weekend in IMAX. They almost missed the boat because of the stupid fucking Inhumans. Oh, shit. And what, Inhumans was going to be a two-week run, and then they were like, this thing is huge. It's getting great buzz. We're cutting back the Inhumans to one week. It made $2.5 million. That's fine. It was a good call. Yes, I think it was a good call. It would have been, they would have been kicking themselves if There's going to be a sequel too. Yeah, sequels already greenlit. Alamo Draft House, the same dra- the same theater that gave us the all woman Wonder Woman screaming that all fucking men had a shit fit on but some for some reason they uh did an all clown screening of uh <laughs> It and I'll put these photos in the show notes listener. Now, Anthony and I were looking at this and we both agreed we're not afraid. Of, I'm like, I'm not one of those people who's afraid of crowns. But this fucking picture, crowns or clowns or clowns with crowns. However, this picture of these clowns sitting in the theater is fucking terrifying. A little bit. Yeah, it's a little weird. Rugs, would you feel comfortable going to this all clown screening? Are you looking at this shot? Um,
1: <laughs> As a felty, uh, <laughs> I got to say that I, I don't have a good good feeling about clowns. Yeah,
0: do felties and clowns uh get no, a boiling There's a long mean. history. It goes back, I believe. Yeah, it
1: goes back a long ways. So uh fuck those clowns. And um no, I'm not, I'm not going to say the it, same theater with a
0: clown. No, I I believe it goes back to the felty Red Nose Wars of 1878. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, they still you're holding the grudge. Uh you know, you kind of let it go. But man this, this, that's scary, but I love that they do these fun things. Uh, the director, this dude, and Andy Muschetti, he's he's very busy. Like we said, the sequel's already greenlit. He, well, it has to be 2 parts, Yes, because I believe it just ends with the kids, and you got to come back and show them. You got to go back them.
2: to when they're adults. Now. Yeah. And yeah. I think
0: that'll be interesting to see who they cast as the adult people, if they're like big names. Someone already somebody said, like, Jessica Chastain could play one of them. Uh, I don't even know if they started casting, but you got to. You got to come back and do the adult bit. Uh, he's doing the upcoming pilot for Hulu's Joe Hill adaptation of Lock and Key. Comic that should book. be cool. Yeah. I heard that book is good. I've not read it, but uh, I will Very good. I will watch the show. And then he will be directing Robotech, the live-action Robotech. Uh, Anthony, this is before your time, probably for many of the listeners. Robotech. No, Robotech. Let's get ready for whitewashing well, and T-minus yes. minus T- whenever they start shooting this movie. <laughs> it is another fan-favorite anime from, like, the 80s that was... This Robotech, for me, I remember waking up every morning to watch it because it was the first cartoon where that I saw where the story continued. It was on, and, like, it was a soap opera. And... None of the other cartoons, like G.I. Joe Transformer at the time, none of them really did this. This was a show where characters would die, and they would actually stay dead. Unlike uh, G.I. Joe, where the plane explodes and you see a little parachute. Robotech was killing people. So I'm excited for the live-action adaptation, Uh, and it's also being written. How do you describe Robotech to people who've never seen it So it's kind of like basically the Earth, uh, they built this fleet, this giant... uh, spaceship to travel through space but something happens and they accidentally uh hyper jump across the universe and they're stuck there and they kind of have to make their way back the cool thing about this giant battle space station is that it was long but everything in robotech converted to different things so when battle time came this thing could go upright and it kind of looked like a robot this is also the show that gave us the planes that were like starscream in uh, Transformers, it was the plane that had the three modes. It was a jet plane. Then it, I'm talking about Jetfire. Jetfire, sorry. It was a jet plane, and then it had arms and legs, and then it was a fully upright robot. Yeah, Jetfire completely ripped off Robotech. They uh, ripped off Robotech Mech. because I had the the Robotech uh, toy, and I was like, this is the coolest thing. And they also had the cool mechs, like uh, these these motorcycles that would they jump off and it would become like in their backpack. Really great show. Huge, huge mythology. That's the
1: most notoriously bad toy that I was ever made too. Was the RoboTech uh, Cyclone Cycle? Oh, that never was. Like I, <laughs> they, dude. If you were a kid and you went to Toys R Us, yeah, this fucking thing looked awesome. It was like this gigantic. I mean, you're talking about like a like an eight nine inch figure of a guy and this big motorcycle that would transform into armor around him. Yep, and like you know, be really cool. So you get the fucking thing home. And there's no directions. And if they are in directions, if they're in Japanese and you can't understand the fucking word of it. And so no one could figure out how to transform this thing. Not not one person could
0: figure <laughs> that, it out. Everybody,
1: nobody owns one because they all took it back to Toys R Us and said, give me my money back because I can't fucking figure this it out. Is
0: bull- hey, some of those Transformer toys were also, I remember, really hard to figure out how the fuck this thing transforms. Yeah. The jet one was diecast metal. It was that was a quality toy. I played the shit out of that one. I gotta, I gotta show you. I gotta give you. Uh,
1: <laughs> I want to look up this toy and, and send it to you. you to see
0: it. But uh, listeners, if you're not, if you like anime, you're not familiar with Robotech. Highly check it out. The script is also being uh, done with uh, Jason Fuchs, who helped write the story for Wonder Woman. Uh, so that's cool. It says here the movie will reportedly revolve around an era when Earth's developed giant robots from the technology of alien spacecraft that crashed on a South Pacific island. The residents of the third planet from the sun are now using that converted tech to fight off an impending alien invasion. Basically, it's Pacific Rim before Pacific Rim. High-tech robots smashing and blasting into things and, 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 and space fights. Uh, it could be a cool live-action movie. I had a huge crush on Lin Min May. Uh, of course I'm sure nobody's surprised I had a crush on an animated character because real girls really? wouldn't talk to me yeah oh. uh, only the animated <laughs> characters would ta- oh this thing looks so cool the uh, Cyclone isn't it fucking awesome look you could not get it to work for a nope, shit it did not want to transform yes this is from that like, in the show notes this is I will this is from the second uh, Robotech uh, saga yeah and it, it broke itself up into three different sagas there was Macross and then the new something I forgot what they're called I had them all on videotape Good shit, but Andres, Andres Furch- Muschetti. we'll be hearing a lot more from him. Other Andrea Bucelli? Andrea Bucelli, one of the three tenors. Uh, the sexiest one, in my opinion. I don't know. Geek boner? He's blind. That's why. He doesn't know how sexy he is. rides an alpaca. He's also riding an alpaca. <laughs> um, other box office news, Spider-Man Homecoming. Finally opened in the, the China, where the Chinese it's people are. In the are. China. Where all the t- where they have Chinese like things, uh, and it opened huge, seventy point eight million dollars opening weekend. Wow! The, oh, wow! It's the, huge. The, the Middle Kingdom's third best superhero debut ever. They call it the Middle Kingdom. It's interesting. What's what's the Middle Kingdom? Uh, Ch- I guess China. This is how it's written in this article. They said the middle. It sounds like some Lord of the Rings thing. What the fuck are we talking about right now? China. The Middle Kingdom, All That's right. what they're calling it in Hollywood Reporter in this article. They're like the Middle Kingdom's third best superhero debut. They are the Middle Kingdom. Uh, this is uh it's this has already beaten the entire China totals of every other Spider-Man film, except for Amazing Spider-Man 2, which went to 94 million. But uh, let's add up the totals and take a little look at the superhero uh box office for this year. Uh Spider-Man is now at 823 million dollars worldwide. All right, it's made 327 domestic, 495 international. That surpasses Wonder Woman now, which is at 816 to become sixth highest grossing movie of the year. And it may reach Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 level, which is at 863 to become the highest grossing superhero movie of the year, as well as the fourth highest grossing film overall. So
2: there's still it's so even though it didn't do as well. I mean, it did yeah. pretty good domestically, but even though it didn't do as well as some people had predicted, the international box office is carrying it quite quite well.
0: Yeah, domestically Wonder Woman beat those two movies with four right. ten. And then worldwide, like we said, Guardians is leading with eight sixty three. Uh, but foreign Spider Man rules the foreign got the most foreign money. Well, he's four ninety five. The most
1: known character right? that's around out of the out of, yeah, he out, is out of the Marvels
2: flagship guy.
0: Now, if you, we compare these numbers to the Spider-Man franchise, Homecoming now is the second highest grossing Spider-Man film ever worldwide, not counting for inflation, passing both two thousand two Spider-Man and two thousand four Spider-Man two, the two Sam Raimi films.
1: Well, I think definitely
0: we should consider inflation for two thousand two. Yeah, so the 2002 total is 821. So that's very yeah. close, but it's still, it's still, uh, it's still making money. It's still, its run is still out. Spider Man Two was 783 uh, domestically, though it's fourth behind all three Raimi films, ahead of the Mark Webb series, and uh, Spider Man Three still sitting on top, 890. Uh, but they're saying it could make 900 million if it holds strong in China, and it could beat Spider Man Three. Hmm which is crazy. And there is not that much inflation. It's
2: in that crazy one. to me that China is rushing to see a movie that's been out since right? July.
0: You don't think they like, it I, this I by it. I guess they
2: don't, they don't have it or I don't know. <laughs>
0: the communist lockdown on the
2: fucking bit. It
0: must be really
1: locked down over there,
0: man. They ate this shit up. So the, well, yeah, it's just funny
1: that they, they knock off every single other product, but they can't, uh... <laughs> they
0: can't get the movie first. That's
2: weird.
1: That's fine. <laughs>
0: just completely copy anything and resell They've it. They've been watching their fake version. Don't steal movies. <laughs> of Spider-Man. But don't steal movies. But we will steal your product and sell it out the back of our warehouse to somebody else for half. Yeah. But not movies. Well, look, at least some things are sacred there. That's good. So good uh, Good box office showdown. Good numbers for all these movies, really. Uh, as low as the summer box office has been, the superhero movies clearly have not been hurting. Uh, some other uh, director news for DCEU, Patty Jenkins, officially confirmed, returning for Wonder Woman sequel. Yay. Wait, yes, which is awesome. Now,
2: I thought they were going to get James Cameron to do it.
0: No, <laughs> I don't think he liked. Uh, this was a complete step backwards, according to the Cameron. <laughs> uh, but check this out. She was paid for the first movie. I think it says here she was paid about a million dollars for this movie. They're saying the number is closer to eight to nine million. Oh shit! Which is whoa. Which is what Zack Snyder made for Man of Steel, and it would also make her the highest-paid female director ever. Good for the Patty Jenkins. That's hey, pretty badass. There you go. That's well, deserved. She has a hit. It's a big. It's a big deal. Yeah, I definitely think she deserves that higher. Uh, she deserves a raise because uh, she's uh, gonna uh, write, direct, produce. Highest paid female director. It's amazing. It's good stuff. Uh, uh, moving on, we got our first look as Stranger Things David Harbour as the Hellboy. These pictures uh, came out. Everybody was posting them. And at first glance, it's pretty sick. Uh, we have one in color where you see he's in heavy shadow. Perfect Mike Magnolia shadowy figure. He looks jacked. Uh, and I'm sure that's a suit. I don't know how much of that is him, but he's fucking huge. I, That's definitely a muscle suit. It's a very good looking muscle suit. At first, I was like, "Dude got jacked," but I'm like, "Wait a minute, that can't be fucking him." No, because he's not that in shape. He's not. He could have got. He could have got jacked, but not that jacked. He looks great to my eye. Yes, he looks fucking like Ron Perlman. He does. Which this
2: looks like a sequel to the Ron Perlman movies.
0: But, you know, in, in the, the thing with Ron Perlman is he also just looked like the character. Like, also, Harbour, he just looks, did you make it look like him looking like the character? I think that's why they I... just played a Ron Perlman man. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's why I like it, is it looks a lot He looks like, nothing like David Harbour. No, not at all. There's a lot he of prosthetics. He looks prosthetic. just like Ron Perlman. Yes. I think he's bigger. He's bigger. I feel like his shoulders are well, wider. I, I think that uh, Ron Perlman...
1: Was Hellboy? It was actually him. Like I, there was no suit. There might there might have yeah. been some prosthetics, but it wasn't really a lot. Roman is huge. I think this dude is wearing a muscle suit. Like like he's this is all prosthetics. There's no way that he's like fucking as big as Arnold. I
0: know. Look at his arms. And then that that second black and white photo is kind of creepy. I like the mood of it, and uh, it's uh, uh, it's cool. It almost looks like a horror movie. So they're doing a reboot
2: of this. Yes. Are they? And it's still gonna be from. Hellboy's perspective. I'm not that familiar with Hellboy, to be honest with you.
0: Uh, So this movie... uh, You've never seen Hellboy? I've seen... I saw
2: the first one, and... When I saw it, I was a teenager and it didn't do anything for me because I was, I was a teenager. And I don't understand things.
1: <laughs> it, is, it is amazing. You, it's on Netflix. You should watch right. it. Definitely, definitely
0: worth a rewatch. It is a great movie. So we have a date. Lionsgate officially announced that the Hellboy movie reboot will be hitting U.S. theaters January 11th, 2019. This movie was formerly titled Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen. I don't know if they're still calling it that. It's being co-written by Hellboy comic book creator Mike Mignola and it will star David Harbour from Stranger Things as Hellboy, as we just said, opposite Resident Evil's own Mila Jovovich as the dangerous blood queen, Ian McShane, uh, American Gods and Deadwood f- star, also co-stars, in the movie as Professor Trevor Brutenholm, also known as Professor Bloom, Hellboy's father figure and a mentor at the Supernatural Monster Hunting Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense. So the BPRD is kind of where they all work. And it's like monster chasers using monsters to find other monsters. Right. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I don't really know the details of what, if it'll be. I don't know why this is be. being redone. I'm going to be honest. I don't it. know. Like, you know, Hellboy 3 was in uh, production hell for a long time. People really wanted that. Some people still want that.
2: First Hellboy made $99 million worldwide on a $66 million budget. That's not a great
0: return. What year was that?
2: 2004. The wow. second Hellboy made 160 million worldwide on an 85 million dollar budget. No,
0: they they it's very small and niche, but uh the, if, you, if you were into the comic book, like I think they did a good job and gave uh comic book fans a nice big screen version. It's just a cool character and a lot it's very dark. It's gothic. Maybe it will be all got to check all-rated. out the uh, the Hellboy again. I think the first
1: movie is a classic. That's yeah, just yes. me. The second one, I don't. I don't even know if I saw the second one. I don't no, remember. No, I it. saw the second. The second one, I've seen a few times, but I think the first one's still just better. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro yes, once again yes. puts heart and soul into everything. Yes. Detail, the sets, everything are just fucking top notch. The character is great. Like he's just like this guy that's just like he does this shit. He doesn't want to do it, but who else is going to do it? And uh, he does it with like a, a wink and a nod. But it does also some really great CG, some great practical effects. And uh, there's some nice banter between him and Ape Sapien. It just, it's just, it's a really good movie.
0: Yeah, the prosthetics, the costumes they use are great. Uh, the bad guy is cool. Yeah. Rasputin, you know, it's good. There's also that great story in the Drew Struzan doc about the the poster. Drew did a poster for Hellboy. The studio for some fucking reason didn't use it. I don't know why they went, and Guillermo bought it uh for himself because he felt so bad. But I don't know why you wouldn't use a fucking Drew Struzan piece of art for your movie. It's a dumb move. Uh also that his Guillermo del Toro's that uh what is that the 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 Merman movie trailer?
1: Yeah, the the water of something the the way the the, uh, the the shape of, the water. Shape of yeah, water that one looks crazy that
0: looks cool and that character looks a lot like a little bit ape sapien no i think it's
1: definitely an ape sapien right? type yeah. of a uh, yeah allegory cuz the the design is like really like dead on the same
0: that movie looks uh amazing great like weird time it's set in like the 30s uh, and it uh, looks really good. Guillermo del Toro, uh, you, can, you can trust anything he's gonna do is gonna be. I think I, I like every one of his
1: movies. I mean, some of them are better than others, but I like. I feel like each one of them is is artistic and it has merit and worth. Dude, Pan's
0: Labyrinth just gorgeous and so imaginative. All those characters and creatures, holy shit! It, that that alone is worth watching. Well, I hope movie. this new Hellboy is anywhere near as good as that. I think it's being directed by Neil Marshall.
1: Yeah, he's a good guy. He's pretty good. I like Doomsday. What else did he do? I forgot what he did. He did The Descent in Doomsday. Oh, okay. And he directed a lot of Game of Thrones, I think.
0: And I mean, <laughs> David Herbert, look, he looks great. I think he's a really good actor uh, If we, from what I've seen in Stranger Things. Good cast. You got Mila. You got Mila Jovovich. That's always good.
1: Sure. that she, she helps.
0: So that's le- this leads in a little bit to some follow-up shit from last episode that I have for you. Specifically... <laughs> Ed Scrain exiting Hellboy because he didn't know he was supposed to be playing an Asian American character, and then did the right thing. Uh, Daniel Day Kim to replace Ed Scrain in the Hellboy reboot as Major Ben DiAmo. Ah, uh, so that's cool. That's a good pick. Yeah, he's Asian. He is Asian. He is very he's very Asian good. enough. He's Asian. He's just Asian he- enough. His name is Daniel, but it's also Kim. So there comes. is the. Um
2: I read some stuff where it is the controversy of him being Korean and the guy oh, is Japanese. Oh, well no,
0: you're just getting no, fuck fucking him. He's But, fuck him. He's out. Where are my social yeah, justice
1: warriors? You're not the right kind of <laughs> nation, <laughs> but
2: I would I would argue that They're Not all the same. I would argue that there's tons of white people that are cast in Italian and in English roles Look, that are not at start. all it's a start.
0: That's fine. It's a start. That's close enough. Yeah, all how done. many Jews have been playing Italians. <laughs>
1: How many times have been playing Jews? Nobody knows.
0: Well, there's a lot of, uh, I was reading about
2: this, there's a lot of controversy or stuff about Aladdin's casting because they're trying to cast.
0: That's a tricky um, one.
2: (laughs) You know, they're trying to cast something that's ethnically in line with what it was, but they put out there that they were looking for Indian or Middle Eastern. Yeah. And. Of Des- Middle Eastern descent, and people were like, "Those are um, two
0: separate different
2: yeah, things." That's two different things. Yeah. <laughs> that's two different cultures that you're trying to merge now into one.
0: Then we're like, we're actually looking for white people who look uh, Middle Eastern. It doesn't.
1: <laughs> I. This is a weird way of thinking, and you might disagree, but as long as the person looks the part, yeah, and it's not like you're taking a white person and putting makeup on them to look a certain way, right? Like someone who naturally looks the part, right? I think you're good. Yeah, Like, remember when Selena came out? Uh, J-Lo played Selena. She was Puerto Selena Rican. was Mexican yep. and she was Puerto Rican. Everybody, But she, it oh. doesn't matter. She looked like Selena. Yeah. Right. So, like, if she looks like Selena, then it's fine. If she looks like the
0: part, like, why is people... I, as long as it looks accurate, then people should be cool with it. You know, I, I think I'm a good example of this. And it's pretty ironic because I... People, like... <laughs> I can play a Greek dude, I can play a Jewish dude, I could play a uh, uh, an Italian dude, I can play anything but what I actually am. If I was cast as a Pakistani, there would be an uproar. Oh shit. I would be mobbed. They'd be like, But you're at but you're actually Pakistani. Absolutely, but I don't look it, but I can play all these other uh, white races, which is I always thought that was funny. Daniel and A. Kim though applauded. The producers, he says, he actually said, I applaud the producers and in particular Ed Screen, for championing the notion that Asian characters should be played by Asian or Asian American actors. He could not have addressed the issue more elegantly. And I remain indebted to him for his strength. The, of the next
2: one that's going to get under the microscope. And if it already isn't is Aladdin.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but once this thing starts shooting and there's production, this is going to be interesting. I don't even know who got cast. I think they picked. No one's,
2: no, they haven't picked a guy. Oh, they
0: haven't. I, I
2: know they were looking at Riz Ahmed, and yeah, like, yeah. They, and then people were like, well, how come you're just looking at the popular names? There's a bunch of people in Bollywood that sing yeah. and dance, yeah. but, but who knows what they're, what they're
0: you looking just for. Pr- no one's ever happy. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just need a brown guy. But if you look at the cartoon, that guy was barely Arab looking. And that girl also. I mean, these are cartoons. What,
2: what, what, I don't even know where, like, where is Aladdin in? supposed to be.
0: I, it was some made-up fucking land. I don't know. Uh, some It's, it's generic somewhere. Middle East place. It it's could be Egypt, of could be Eastern, Saudi but Arabia. But It also could be like India Yeah, or Pakistan,
2: yeah. which isn't yeah. technically Middle East.
0: It's very vague. It could be any of those. That's gonna be uh, that live action is gonna be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I've yet to watch any of these live action Disney fucking redo's I am not giving them any more money that's Here's, cheating. I just, I looked up a,
2: a thing that, so the Aladdin story yeah. The names and the identities of the characters seem to indicate they are Muslim and from the Middle East, But right. while the story mentions a city in China.
0: What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, those are definitely like Arabic Muslim names, so that's what they were going for. Right. Uh, But, wow, it does mention China. Why don't they just uh, cast understand. a whole bunch of uh, Indonesians? They're all Muslim. Yeah, that works. <laughs> right. <They're> actually, the, <laughs> biggest the biggest population, population of, Muslims of Muslims are Indonesians. It's not Arabs. It's not Paggies. It's, it's Asian fucking into it's Asians. Indonesians. Yeah. Uh, so uh, good for uh, the Daniel Day Kim getting getting a job. I got there. us on
2: a tangent there. Sorry.
0: No, that's all right. Uh, no, nah, it's good. More follow up from last episode. Uh, oh shit! More. Kathleen, uh, I saw this. Yeah, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy f- unceremoniously fires Colin Trevorrow. Uh, you know, directed the Jurassic World from Star Wars Episode Nine, citing mutual differences. And I asked you guys, does this sound like he got fired, or was it really mutual? Apparently, Colin was a little bit hard to work with. Uh, from- Star Wars. Let's just get into yes. This
2: we're again we're hearing the production side of it. Yes. The, now that this is a pattern of them not only firing people, but then not not directly, but indirectly having stuff leak out that this person sucks. They do yeah. this now every time.
0: Right afterwards. That is a good point. Yeah. So look, they fired four directors. They've actually fired 12 writers also since all of this I mean, started look over, at like, over Trank. the course. You look at
2: like the stuff yes. that came out yeah. on Edwards. You look at the stuff that came out oh on Lord God, and Miller. Brilliant now PR Trevorrow. they put out.
0: Basically, if you fuck up on these movies, you're really, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah.
2: they're out to just make you look real bad.
0: You'll never get a job again. So this just says reports. Uh, They don't say unnamed Hollywood exec said, this is what they said about Trevorrow. During the making of Jurassic World, he focused a great deal of his creative energies on asserting his opinion. But because he'd been personally hired by Spielberg, nobody could say you're fired. Once that film went through the roof and he chose to do Henry, Trevorrow was unbearable. Book of Henry, which is the movie that came out that bombed, he had an egotistical point of view. And he was always asserting that. When the reviews for Book of Henry came out, there was immediately conjecture that Kathy was going to dump him. Because they weren't thrilled with working with him anyway. He's a difficult guy. He's really, really, really confident. Let's call it that. The guy goes on to say where the problem lies. He says there's one gatekeeper when it comes to Star Wars, and it's Kathleen Kennedy. If you rub Kathleen Kennedy the wrong way in any way... You're out. You're done. A lot of these young new directors want to come in and say, I want to do this. I want to do that. A lot of these guys, Lord Miller, Colin Trevorrow got very rich, very fast and believed a lot of their own hype. And they don't want to go play by the rules. They want to do shit differently. And Kathleen Kennedy isn't going to fuck around with that.
2: Wow. Um, see, I've, I look at like Marvel and I've even looked at like DC and how they've had directors that have come in and they've had parted ways and it's been handled a lot classier, in my opinion, than a, a little lot of this bit. Stuff. your
0: are, yeah, that's interesting. Same company. It's the same company, it's it's
2: the same company but I, I just what the ship that Kathleen Kennedy runs Kathleen is, Kennedy. is very is almost a, is very different. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't think of another place where they they just smear all their directors all the time that work with <laughs> right <them. laughs>
0: That's true. Like, I didn't, fuck you. I didn't even realize that pattern. Like so. Marvel
2: had, you know, they had issues with. Edgar Wright and right. DC with like the they had issues with some of their directors for the Flash. A bunch, all but of them. Yeah, you never really heard like them just outright smear their people. And uh, this isn't coming directly from Kathleen Kennedy, but it might as well be. Who, yeah. who else is leaking this stuff? Yeah,
0: no. Who else would? Who else? And so it's a pattern. I, who else gains to by leaking? Like this? Rugboy said, you, Lucasfilm. You're like
2: this is like a big risk because you have to like direct Star Wars under these rules, and if you don't do it the right way, they're gonna fuck you.
0: Like, yeah, I, and this is sending a signal to these young up and coming guys who think they're hot shit. Like, we're gonna steer clear of this. You may have wanted to direct a star. And this Wars This is coming movie. from
2: someone that I didn't. I didn't think Colin Trevorrow was that good, anyways. Right. But still, right. I'm like, this is really this
0: is not classy.
1: It's I, well, that's the thing. Like, we all knew that this Trevorrow guy made a a, a big blockbuster, but it wasn't really to his credit. Like, right. it, it was the total, the, totally the property that. Rose to that yes. level of success, yes. so he for him to like be all fucking high and suck his own dick, like it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. a Little jo- he's Josh, he's got to have some humility, knowing that he, it really wasn't him. Because yeah. everybody was saying how dumb the movie was.
0: Yeah, but like, and it made money. You know, you get hired by Spielberg, and your head gets. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, there's it just, it's on just on weird sides. to me that everyone that works for Star Wars comes out
2: and they're they're suddenly the worst people in the work worth in the world. It's
1: like. It's like Will Smith's
0: kids. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden, like they think that they can just do whatever they want. Batman, Batman, Batman. Look, it's look, it's still. This is still very much run by the it old like, guard you in said, like, Can all these directors suck? Uh, are they all? Bad are they all people? hard to work with? Uh, are they all? No, not, I mean, they're just like, not following I, orders. That's all yeah. it is. They're not following orders. And when Kathleen Kennedy may have said she wanted to have, fresh- It's clearly her ship
1: like yes i don't know i like, want
0: fresh takes on i think things. that
1: edwards is a good choice but 21 jump street guys not a good choice no. and this guy definitely not a good choice no true no. i would say that too and trank definitely not a good choice no. after saying yeah. Fantastic four yeah well
0: that one but mean. you know what chronicle was a
1: good movie and i don't know it's like i don't think that he should be given i don't think he should be doing um franchise no. films that's not as bad. I mean, I think Let him do his own stuff.
0: That's the problem with a lot of these guys is they're getting into these really big franchise films way too soon. Like, I think Trank has more talent than Trevorrow.
1: I I will agree with that, and I think he's got more talent than the Twenty One Drum Street guy.
0: They just it, it all depends on the situation and uh, the environment. Uh, yeah. well, it seems
2: to me that there's a lack of communication up front of what each person is going to bring yeah. to the table. Well,
0: clearly. Cause uh, th- this keeps happening over and over, over and over. It's so it's so uh, strange. So we talked about uh, you know who, what names were up for possibly directing. Oh, they went
2: with the safest route possible, picked
0: the person. Was it a woman? Uh, was it a person of color? Perhaps.
2: That that to me doesn't matter. But okay, keep going.
0: Was it? Uh, another white dude. Was it the best person for the job? Right. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't of know. Of course, who they got is a J.J. Lensflare Abrams. J.J., let's play it safe, Abrams. Let's play it safe, And now this set, uh, Star Wars fans, completely went crazy on both sides. I I mean, I, I think I know which way I lean. Of course, we, you know he directed Force Awakens, which... We thought it was just, you know, it was the fucking, it was Star Wars redone. It was a new hope. It was just the same hits over and over again. You know, he he cops a lot of Spielberg. He's kind of like a fan film guy. He cops a lot of stuff that he loves. The originality being there, debatable. Uh, I'll leave this
2: mostly up to you, but I'll say that Force Awakens was entertaining. For me, okay, as a new yeah. fan. Okay. So it did its job for me. But it did its job. The, all, after everything I heard from you guys and other Star Wars fans, there's people that really love JJ and there's people yeah, that yeah. are like, he just played that shit safe as fuck. And they say the same thing about Star Trek, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and he kind of changed Star Trek from what it was supposed to be, which is kind of like a brainy intellectual sci fi thing, to just like a big budget action film kind of thing. Which is really not Star Trek. It was entertaining. I did enjoy the first Star Trek. It's still entertaining, yeah. and it's still it's still uh, kind of
1: in the same genre. Yeah. It's just they they did drop a lot of the the yeah. super high intellectual stuff that's not accessible to the to the the new generation. So
0: correct. So and he
1: did a nice job of
2: um, doing that time travel loop so that it connects to. Uh, was oh, yeah, Nimrod Nimrod. Yeah. Leonard Neboy. Yeah. Leonard, Nimoy. yeah so that it all is kind of connected. So everyone's like, oh, Leonard that feels Nimrod, good. Leonard
0: that. Nimrod. So Abrams is also going to be co writing this with Chris Terrio at well, Real buddy. quick, how do you guys yeah. feel about it? I don't know. I don't want him to give us Return of the Jedi again. That's the only thing I'm afraid of. Is that the third one? That's the third okay. one. Okay.
1: I want to see what Ryan Johnson does before I make this decision. Okay. That's and also Yeah, that's also true. the thing cuz we, we, we don't, don't
0: know, know where the story's going so yeah. he could
2: leave it in a place where JJ can't do something like that.
0: Right. On the other hand, it's a nice he gets to cap this uh trilogy and this is the if he did not want to go safe and and he wanted to push this, he's writing this with Terry. He could do this here. It's going to
1: be a repeat of the original trilogy where like the middle one is the dark awesome one right. and then like the uh, third one is fan service.
0: The third one's all, and then it's all was it the first one fan service though? Not of the original,
1: no. but of this. Oh yeah, yeah. two fan service. So it's like movies. a fan service sandwich. Yes, let's book oh, it no. with like some some crazy shit in the middle. I know, See, I it, know one guy that doesn't mm. like this. Yes,
0: and I don't I even know. have to ask him. No, John I don't. <laughs> yes, he already told us. And I know a lot of fans know. feel this way, but it's like the Ron Howard pick on the Han Solo. I, I would movie. say it's most safe. of the
2: fans. I, I would say I don't have a
0: poll, but I'd say it's what it seems like. Most of the fans are like,
2: okay, cool. I'm, d- I'm down with that.
0: I, I mean, a lot of people like everything JJ. I, you know, he's, I don't know. It's good. The script is going to be what's important. He's writing it with Terrio who wrote Argo, who also wrote on Batman versus Superman, who's writing on justice league. <laughs> but I feel like Terrio himself outside of Zack Snyder influence. is not a bad writer. I think they can, they can pull this off. So the other thing this thing did now with all this uh, moving and shaking is it pushed back the release date. Uh-oh. It was supposed to come out in May of uh, 2019, May 24th. It's been pushed to December 20th, 2019.
2: Well, I know you're where you're going with this. Yeah. If it went in May 24th, it wouldn't directly compete, but the first movie to come out that month was mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War.
0: Well, the first movie to come out in December is the Wonder Woman sequel. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, at so least they're
2: it, not competing. Disney's not competing with itself.
0: Oh, that's a good point. But it will have yeah, to, you don't want yeah, to do it. Will have to like I think Wonder Woman comes out a week before. Mm. Uh, also, they noted that this will be the fourth script for Episode Nine. Which now, look, movies get rewritten scripts all the time. Nothing new, but the story, the way this. Uh, these versions have Gone are kind of crazy because the first episode was written by then-director Colin Trevorrow along with his writing partner Derek Connolly. This script was affected by Carrie Fisher's death in December of 2016. So Leia was going to be in the forefront of episode 9, so they had to change all of that. So then they hire Jack Thorne, British screenwriter, to rework that script, and then now he leaves, so that's all gone and JJ and Ontario are going to write another script for this movie. But yeah, I mean, this is, so, it's so far out and we really do have to see what episode eight does. And I kind of wish Ryan Johnson got the gig instead of the well J. you haven't J. seen his movie yet No, we haven't know. but we I, but i feel like you know what you're gonna get with jj abrams unless he really does something to step it well up. according to the star wars people ryan johnson
1: did a fine job yeah no one's and they, according to the star wars people jj abrams did a fine yeah. job so they're probably
0: on the same level yeah so uh that's a good point oh boy so we might be getting an empire strikes back again uh come december Interesting stuff, but man, this Lucasfilm is starting to look a lot like Warner Brothers. They don't fucking this, this, this and the point you made, Anthony, I did not even think about that. Yeah, but they make image. their movies. They still make their they movies. They still make their movies. They make what they announce, and they don't announce shit willy-nilly every yeah, every other not month. They're
1: fucking scrambling to reinvent the wheel. They're just like, we want this done. Correct. I don't care how many motherfuckers you got to fire <laughs> to get this done,
0: but we're getting this
1: shit done.
0: <laughs> Kathleen King does not take shit, so you gotta yeah. give her that. She's like, fuck I'm off. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. Um, we're going to do it. You know what? We don't need you. I, I want Ewoks. The next the next time this happens she's going to be like, "You know what? I'm fucking directing this myself. Everybody go home. I will do everything." She's like, "I want my cute group. <laughs> I want my fucking Ewok." I will Let's do, do, the, do it. I will do the costumes. I will do the special effects. Everyone's fired. I'll do it on my iMac. It's fine. Go home. Uh
1: <laughs> Speak I want something. I don't, imagine what that's what they that's what the argument is about, really. <laughs> that Kathleen Kennedy wants her own little cute Groot that'll dance to music and shit
0: while uh, the beginning of the, the Star Wars movie starts. This whole starts. thing is over a cute Ewok type. Well, they got Porgs. Porgs in the second one, the little fucking fluffy, trouble-looking thing. Uh, maybe they'll have uh, Blorgs or some shit.
1: Oh, maybe it's about a Porg.
0: Maybe it's about a Porg that's, like, really big.
1: They're like the new uh, Ewoks.
0: They are. They're too cute. They're like Furbies. See, I think the Porgs might ruin it. I don't, I don't know. I don't have know have what see. you guys are talking about. No, neither do I. <laughs> December. <But>. Nobody knows. <laughs> Speaking of War Brothers, another follow up from last week. We talked about how they want to make a oh, Joker origin movie produced by Scorsese. And hopefully, to get Scorsese to convince DiCaprio to play the Joker, which I don't think will ever happen, It's fucking cool. But apparently, Stanley is neighbors with Leonardo DiCaprio, and Leo has told him he would love to play. Stan in a biopic, Geek which I think they should do. I would love to see a shared universe of comic book creator movies. Like I would love to see both of those movies, right? <laughs> like give me the Joker and give they me the Stan. They out against each other <laughs> on the same day. <laughs> that would be great. Stan said, "The uh, the uh, believe it or not, I've already discussed it with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a neighbor of mine. We were talking one day some months ago and he said, boy, it'd be fun to do your story on the screen. So I said, well, I'll audition you. Got to make sure the guy can do it. I always thought uh, the Brian Cranston would be really good, Stan Lee. Yeah, he'd be. Great. And then in this article, they actually have a picture of Mark uh, Marin from Glow, and he looks he looks a lot like Stan Lee uh, back in the day. Also, that's right. Marin could pull it off, uh, but I thought that. And then also, I found that fan art. Rugs. This was the fan art I was mm. talking about, done by Boss Logic at Boss Logic on Twitter boss well,
2: logic's pretty good
0: he's very oh, good does a lot he of videos too some messing around with Leonardo dicaprio's joker with at comicbook.com i think i went too scary i i kind of i can see that that's that's uh that's a pretty sick uh fan art of the Craprio. yeah that's actually pretty good compared to the shit that i pulled out <laughs> did you see the one where it looked like the batman 66 is that what you saw
1: there's one. I just saw some fucking amateur hour Photoshop
0: that was like bullshit, and I was like, "Fuck." That's this. what Imran
2: was actually referring to. He, then he, no, he waited no. a
1: week
0: and he found something uh, better. This is the exact one. I was. I think this is as close as we're going to get to ever see. Good save, Imran. The crap for the crap Thank
1: you to Boss Logic for fucking. <laughs>
0: Good on you, boss.
1: We're pulling you out of uh, being a total tool.
0: Yes. All right. Well. That's it for the news for now. We're going to take a quick break, play some promos, some indie pods, and come back and review some awesome and somewhat so-so television.
3: After these messages, we'll be right
2: back. Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day in time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, TrivNow, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and Showtime's.
0: My name is Carrie Sims, and I host sketching comedy with my artist friends, Imran Javed. Hey, that's me! And Phil Rude each week, live on YouTube. Hang out with us as I learn and discuss the legends of comic book art and comedians while the fellows are creating live drawings during the show. I learned Stan Lee defied the Comic Code Authority with an anti-drug comic. That's right, Carrie, but did you know the Hulk wasn't supposed to be green? He was supposed to be gray? The printer screwed it up! Visit BlazingCaribouStudio.com or tune in each week on our YouTube channel. And download the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are found. Catch you later!
2: Are you a fan of movies?
0: Or comics?
2: Or video games?
1: Or just anything else nerdy?
2: Well, you should check out the Zing Zing This This Podcast. Podcast. And that's spelled...
1: Z-E-N-G...
2: This, And you can find us every Monday. And we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies, as well as video game discussions. Mm-hmm. Where's some of the best places to find us, Allie?
0: Well, Podbean, of course.
2: You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play.
0: Anywhere else you listen to your podcast. podcast.
2: Yeah. So check us out. Once again, that is This. Zing, Zing, Zing This. this.
0: Hey, listener, thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for listening. There's more show to be consumed if you join our awesome fan club. Over on Patreon, just visit jockanerd.com slash Patreon. Sign up as little as a dollar a month. You'll get access to hours and hours of bonus content. You get a whole podcast feed just for you just for our patreon subscribers we thank everyone who supports us now uh if you want to get a sample of what's up there of the kind of bonus content you want to try before you buy listener i got a free clip up right now a little pre-show audio from last week uh where let me explain what we do we sign into this thing it's a browser-based recorder called cast where everyone has to write their name and they sign in well, Mr. Smarty Pants, Anthony here. Hello. Every week. Hello. <laughs> Every week, he's coming with a new name that's like uh, 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 has my name in it, and then it's a playoff, like either being a terrorist or being a, an idiot, or it basically <laughs> jump starts me making fun of Imran and
1: Anthony making fun of Imran from the beginning of the <laughs> yes, show. And so it's a great way w- yes, to start yes, and get warmed up. you up a little bit. Just start ripping it on Imran.
0: So uh, last last week you signed in as Imranistan, and it turned into like a whole thing about the country of Imranistan, mm-hmm. which was really funny. Today, listener, is uh, Anthony signed in a choice. Will, will you tell the listener what you signed in as, Anthony?
2: imran Tan, as if, you know, wanton.
0: Yes, like you're at a Chinese yes. restaurant, and you're making, let me get some chop suey. Let me get, uh, get Imran-tons some Imran-tons soup. <laughs> Let me get some dumplings, seven Imrontons, and some duck sauce. And then I had to do it. <laughs> and then Rugboy follows suit, and uh, he size in his Ramrod. Oh shit. Uh so here's the thing. I download these files. These are the names on the files. This doesn't make things confusing at all. When I'm looking at three files with my name and trying to figure out which fucking guy is on which, would you
1: name yourself Ramrod Java?
0: <laughs> no, I would not. No. Nimrod, maybe because Nimrod means hunter. Ramrod, though, uh, that's a good porn name. That's a porn yeah, name. Yeah, I should go with that. Hey, baby, I'm Ramrod. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so, and then there's also a new post show uh, with more Game of Thrones talk and listener it sounds like we're a little bit obsessed with the Game of Thrones, it's because we're a little bit obsessed with the Game of Thrones. Just a little with, bit. Just a little. And with good reason, because it's awesome. Also, another cool thing, if you sign up for the Patreon, I will plug your shit. I will promote anything you want. For example, our buddy, listener, David Malofsky from A Place to Hang Your Cape has got a great podcast with uh, the exasperated Brit, Scott Maradou. They've both been on the show, Pod Capers. Their latest episode, I'll put a link to this in the show notes. They got an interview with the one and only awesome artist, Dave Gibbons. Geek boner. On the show, Dave and uh, this other guy have written a book called How Comics Work. uh, And it's coming out. And it's kind of like his version of breaking down storytelling and uh, making comics. Kind of like Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics. It's not really like, here's how you draw things. It's like, here's uh, the structure, storytelling. Here's the keys you need. There's a lot of unused sketches of Dave Gibbons. He saves everything, apparently. Like all sketches from everywhere in this book. I listened to the interview. It was very good. And I've already pre-ordered the book off of Amazon. I'll let you guys know how good it is. I think I will enjoy it. I love books like that. Uh, so check it out. Podcapers. Ooh, I
1: might check that
0: out. Episode 30. Link in the show notes at jockenter.com slash wing86. Let's get into a couple of television Reviews. Spoiler alert. We're going to start with, real quick, just for a few minutes, the Orville pilot, Seth McFarlane's. Yes, you didn't even watch this. I thought this was going to be about popcorn. (laughs) Yes, I thought it was about Orville Redenbacher, the legendary uh, popcorn magnet. It's nothing about that. Uh, Seth McFarlane's sci-fi space comedy thing that doesn't really know what it is. The pilot aired. Right after football, had a big lead in, so it's good for the pilot. Uh, Rugs, you watch this? Yeah, I watch this too. And uh, Anthony, Anthony did not watch.
2: No, it. could give two shits about good this. For you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, I was excited because you know you, you
2: messaged uh, us to watch the Orville, and I immediately responded, "Why am I watching the
0: Orville?" I was like, Seth MacFarlane, it's a big thing. It was on, it was after football. I was like, oh, here's the Orville. I like the trailer. It's got it's Adrian Palicki from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Ruggs, uh, what are your thoughts on the pilot? It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was. It needed work. Yes, as a pilot, it was just okay. Uh, so there's a lot of like, potential there. Here we go. Here's
1: yeah. ah, the rundown. It's got potential. It's got good prov- production value. The makeup is pretty decent. The makeup jobs are pretty decent, and uh, it's better than it should be for this type of show, which is lampooning or supposed to be a satire or a parody. I, I can't tell which which it's supposed to be. Yes, but it seems like more of like a straight up version of uh, Star Trek, yep. but like a shittier crew. Yeah, that just uh, <laughs> that it's a little bit lighter in tone, but it's basically like. You take like the worst, like not the worst, but like a shitty version of like Captain John luc Picard and his crew and they're inept in a lot of ways and they just, they're, they don't take their job seriously. So like, let's say you're doing like a show about uh, clerks. Right. Like you, there's clerks that just go to work and they're boring yeah. and they do their jobs. Yeah. And there's guys that are real assholes and they have good banter yeah. and whatever. This is for some reason, this crew has good banter.
0: And, uh, like that movie Waiting, about the service industry. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll, I'll agree. Look, here's what I like. Like, I like Seth MacFarlane's gross-out humor at times, and it opens with a really f- – I, I laughed a lot a couple times, especially at the beginning where he walks in on his wife. She's cheating on him. It's Adrian Palicki, uh, who is Bobby, uh, Bobby from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., cheating on him with a blue alien guy who's got like scales on his face. And at the punchline of the scene is this alien ejaculates this blue liquid all over her at the sheets. Like he was holding it in while they, he was yelling at him. And he just like fucking spasmed over him. Uh, that was kind of funny. There's a couple of gross out bits, but I'll agree. The problem is I I'm not sure what the show is supposed to be. Is it a parody? If, if so, it's not quite what Spaceballs did for Star Trek. Because I thought it was going to be the Spaceballs for, of, of Star Trek. I don't want it to be Space. Okay. Though. But. You can't sustain that kind of, like, not, nonsense. Right. Not for. All the yeah, time. Yeah. Not for a whole series. Oh, then. Will it have, like, the the heart and humor of, of like, a galaxy quest? And it kind of tried that, too. Like, the jokes were okay. They were hit or miss. And even the drama parts were okay. But it does feel like a a light Star Trek Next Generation. Like, if Star Trek Next Generation was, like, a comedy drama, this is what this would be. Uh, I will keep watching because I think it does have potential. And, uh, I did, you know, I chuckled hard once or twice. But it was just all right. It was all right.
1: I think this is like a kind of like what Guardians of the Galaxy two did. They went a little too cutesy, and it kind of you can't tell where it's supposed to go. It's not it's not slapstick or whatever up to be a comedy, but it's kind of too cutesy to be taken seriously. Um, If they were to kind of give it a little bit more of an edge, I would like
0: it more i think well and you can tell seth is a big star trek fan and geek and and this is kind of like a tribute to star trek instead of taking that and kind of making it edgier pushing it one way or the other i was like i don't know what this show wants to be right now i don't know i find it to be a little bit interesting
3: yeah
1: i'd like to see a couple more episodes to see if it pans out but um, uh It's not like I hate it right off no, the bat. No. I'm just like, eh, it's not. You know, I'm not. I can't recommend it to anyone.
0: I mean, yeah, it was. That's the thing. It was fun. It's definitely. It's got, has a lot of work to do. So, uh, it uh, I'll be curious to see the next shaky couple. Start Very shake, the shaky, shaky, shaky start. Uh, but does have some promise. Side note, mention Adrian Pelicki, Bobby Morris, as she's they. You know, they wrote her and Lance Hunter out of Ages of Shield. Uh, for their own spinoff, which they never got. Palenki lands on this show. And uh, guess what? Lance Hunter coming back to Aces Shield season five. Oh, shit. He will be back on the show. Well, Once this show gets canceled, she'll be back on Shield. Yeah, too. they'll write her back in in a second. So I don't know if this thing will make it past a season. Uh, it needs to be seen. So, all right, let's get to some good fucking television, which is Game of Thrones season two. I'm going to start it off like this. <laughs> Let's spoil some shit, Batman. Let me let me uh-huh.
2: jump in here. Yes. So for the listener that hasn't been listening, we've we've started watching this. Um, we're basing this off of where Imran is at. So he just yes. finished season two. Yep. I, on the other hand, am at season four, episode two. Man, so I'm a little bit further ahead, but I will dumb myself down and talk about things that Imran wants to season talk about. Season
0: four, and we will get into some uh, watch updates from our listeners who have been awesome, and they're kind of coming along the ride with us. Some uh, on the same pace as Anthony, some on my pace. So, yes, we're going to talk about the second season uh, of uh, Game of Thrones, and uh, uh, I don't know what to say because first episode right off the bat, they're killing babies, people. They're fucking killing babies, and I'm like, this show is nuts. Who kills babies? Who kills babies? Uh, basically what you guys said was so true. Ned's the Joffrey killing Ned Stark is the catalyst for a, all the, the power the vacuum. Game of Thrones. It's this game has begun Joffrey sitting there and then he got, you know, the Baratheon brothers are coming and want to get it one way. Daenerys is like, I should be on the throne. Uh, Robb Stark wants to try to come down and, and, and take the throne his way. It's just a matter of who's going to get there first, who gets beaten away, who's You're remaining also forgetting standing about uh
2: Balon Greyjoy.
0: Oh, and then you got uh Theon Greyjoy. Balan, his dad. Uh and his dad Balon. Uh so and also in the beginning you it was very weird cuz the first season Theon and Rob Stark are like brothers. You know, he's the guy that he's not a Stark but they they uh, I guess Ned killed all of Theon's brothers and took him in but didn't treat him like a slave, treated him like a son, kind of raised him. And uh, but then he turns. Theon's like I'm I'm done. He takes off. He goes to we 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 meet some new locations like Pike and Carth. And Pike is where the Greyjoys are, and you meet his sister. Uh, so the season builds up to an amazing battle in episode nine. Episode nine was amazing. Episode tile Blackwater, where Stannis Baratheon finally gets to the shores of King's Landing, and uh, they're they're fighting him back. And then of course episode ten. Gives you uh, some White Walkers. There's more magic. Daenerys and her dragons. I don't even know how to talk about the season, but I thought we could just go through the characters because the, uh, these are some of the most interesting character relationships I've seen on television. Amazing dialogue. Can I, can I jump in yes. here real yeah, quick? Imran's
2: narrating everything so, for us.
0: Yeah. Somebody
1: save me. So I, I think at this point, when Game of Thrones starts kicking into uh, season two, yeah. this is where I started to get a little confused because they keep on introducing old white guys that look exactly uh, the same. I will agree. Yes, that's the problem. Yeah, I they're like these old
0: white dudes with long white hair. Like the, and, I'm yes. like, yeah. Roderick, and I'm like, is that Dion's dad or is that Dion's dad? There's Roderick, there's Pycelle, there's that other dude with the brand, uh, the Stark kids. I'm like, these fucking guys all look alike. They're all wearing... Yeah, like... They're wearing canvas Don't about Candace up at the... At the... I, yeah, I, let's get creative with some facial hair, motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, like, let's do some mustaches. You did chop you know? that one dude's beard off. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, that was also confusing, uh, was all the different people. But did you like?
2: All right. Let, let's let me let me rein you in a little bit. Because yeah. you're you're, you're going to go off and narrate, uh, I'm all over narrate something that happened five years ago. Um, did you like it more than season one?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, everyone's saying it gets better and better. Is, Who are your favorite guys? Absolutely true. Wow. There's. Or girls. There's too many guys and girls. Okay, we can start. Let's start. Let's just start with Arya Stark. Arya Stark, who uh at the end of last season escapes, and then the dude who <laughs> the dude who saves her gets killed. Everybody gets killed. Uh and they're on their way north, right, when they're captured.
2: Yes. So they were on their way with uh, um I forgot one of the one of the the one of the bastard kids. No, well the uh,
0: Baratheon yeah, bastards. Yeah, well no, they
2: were the, on the way with the night watch night's watch guy going up, and he was gonna yes. take them to Winterfell.
0: And that that one fat kid's name is Hot Pie, which is hilarious. I yeah, Love his name; he's so great. But yeah, that one, the Ironsmith, dude. That's why they were killing the babies. They were killing all of Robert Baratheon's bastard kids. Ordered Lannisters. for all the bastards to go. Joffrey go away. is such a bastard. So Arya. Well, he's not a bastard. Oh, he's just no. He's actually not a bastard. He's, bastard. An boy. Yeah, he's an incest. He's, he's an incest. An incest yeah. He's an incestard. He's <laughs> an incestard. But Arya ends up as the 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 what do they call her? The cup bearer. Tywin, yeah, those Tywin were great sequences
2: when, she there, when she's um, trying to let on that she's not as smart as she is, but Tywin, they're playing this game where they're, they they're both know what's up, but Tywin doesn't know what fully is up yet.
0: Yeah, that, I think, really is interesting. As the season progresses, he figures out that she's really smart. She can read. She's also she's observing highborn. everything. She's highborn because of the way she says, my lord, as opposed to my lord. So, At first, I was like, is Tywin on to her? I think he's on to the fact that she's not who she says he is. But holy shit, if he knew he had a Stark kid right there the whole time, the man would lose his shit. And I was like, you have no idea who you have, dude. Uh, In the meantime, Arya has made friends with this other dude, Jockin Hagar, who is also pretty awesome. That was probably one of
2: my favorite things from season two.
0: That that was great. She what what is the reason? He gives her he gives her three hits. He gives her three, three hits
2: because three she saved him when there was oh, right. a fire when they were trapped. So she oh, saved that's him. That's right.
0: They were in the cage. Yeah. They were the cage kids and she, she gave him the axe. So he's like, three names I will give the girl. The girl must give name. Uh oh, so good. So the first name I can't remember who the first name is, but it was the he guy that was torturing people. Oh, that's right. That's right. I also love when she's in the cage and she's repeating her hit list over and over. Yeah, that's, I think like that's like,
2: going to be uh, pretty important.
0: What was it? It's Cersei Lannister. She is like Cersei, Joffrey, Alan Payne, the Hound, Joffrey, Joffrey. The Hound
2: yeah. yeah. And then she was adding she, names to it
0: she was adding names. So this little girl, she's fucking calling hits on people. She's calling hits. She goes, and uh, they, one one of the night, the, the, the king's guards is almost about to rat her out. She's like, you got to kill him now. The guy shows up at Tywin's door. And then, boom, he's down with a dart. And I'm like, man, this guy gets away with a lot of killing and you find out at the end where the magic he's from out East. Like all the magic is in the outside, he's out East, Braavos. out North. He's from Bravos, the city of free people. He gives her a coin at the end. And he's like, if you need me, Call, say go to Bravos and ask for Valus Morgulis. he turns his head away he turns his head back and he's another fucking person oh, <laughs> his face is completely different wait till you see what, what comes so next that's brilliant because that actually explains how he's able to just kill people willy nilly like he told them she's like I need to get out of the gate that was great where the last name she gave was his that name was, and, that was awesome and he's like girl has no honor what are you doing Although if that was me, I would have been like, "Okay, uh, I choose to kill that person uh, by old age." So that's how he's gonna die. Don't worry about it. But she's like, "Look, get us out, and I will take it back." And he's like, "Just walk through the gates of midnight." Fucking uh, the guards are just dead, stuck to the wall, and they just walk out. It's fantastic. That was so good. I thought it was that guy. Yeah, Arya's course was great. I enjoyed. I also enjoyed the Hound a lot this season. The Hound and Bronn. Yeah. You see, like, like this is the great thing about the show. These are characters you should hate, but
1: now you like the ham. Yes. You like Bron. Yes. Bron's yes. on the wrong side of things,
0: but you like I'm them. so confused as who I'm supposed to root for. It's a lot like the Sopranos. Like, you stop to think, like, these are fucking sociopathic murderers, and I love well, all the of them. The funny thing,
2: too, is you should be... T- we should be rooting for Stannis, because Stannis... Oh, he's the worst. Oh, that's, but the thing is, Stannis is the rightful heir. That is his throne. <laughs> Yet... Stannis, the way he's portrayed, he's so such a, like a resi- religious zealot with Melisandre that we're like. So for that episode nine, when they, when they finally invade Blackwater, yeah, you should be rooting for Stannis. But you're not rooting for Stannis, but you should be but then you're rooting for Tyrion, but yes. he's a fucking Lannister. So you're rooting you're, you really don't know what the fuck you should be rooting for, which is what makes that episode really
0: awesome. Oh, the whole thing is confusing. And as far as Tyrion being a Lannister, he's like the least Lannister Lannister. In fact, he's Cersei tried to fucking kill him and I got really nervous when he got cut in the face. I was like, "Oh no. No, oh, he's got to survive." And Let me, let me uh, bring
2: t- up Tyrion's speech at that point. Oh, is, that's great. Is really good. The line where he's like, there are brave men knocking at your door out there. Let's go out there and kill them. And they all like yes. go crazy for him. I'm like, that's fucking amazing. And, Dude, and right before that, you have Joffrey just being a little punk and like finding yeah. a way to we- like the, the the dynamic of Joffrey just running away. The first chance he gets where Stannis is like the first guy climbing up the ladder to invade is like two Holy totally shit. different fucking leaders.
0: Nine was great. And because only because Joffrey's mom was calling him. The sound mix is amazing because as Joffrey leaves, you hear in the background the descent in the crowd. And then that moment where uh, Tyrion says, I will lead the attack. And then you hear people going. They're laughing at him. They're making fun of him. They're snickering. And then he has that great speech because he knows about the tunnels, which is, I guess, how they got out and around them. Uh, he got the secret tunnels.
2: Yeah. I did some research on episode nine and they uh, HBO gave them a bigger budget ah. um, because they were up to that point. If you notice all the battles happened off screen. So yeah, this was the first episode bottom. where the battle happened on screen and it never cut away from one spot. I think
1: Neil Marshall directed that. Yeah. Oh, really? They, they did Whoa. a really
2: good job with that because that's one of the now, best battles I've seen on television. I know it's going to get better, but up yeah. to that
1: point. That was awesome. I, I'm just saying that's pales in comparison to what happens wow. in, in the Ooh. later episodes. Wow. So the, so even as good as this yeah. is, it's still not reached. its ah.
0: So Tyrion, so smart. They, they set up the, the dragon fire potion and, wildfire, uh, while, oh, wildfire. wildfire, it's wildfire. So, you know, Stannis and his man are coming up and there's just one boat and they're like, there's nobody out of the boat. And you see green, in the water, Tyrion gives the signal, and Braun launches the arrow, and wow, what a tremendous green explosion. Oh, shit! Even the, the, the red fire against the green was just gorgeous, like, so beautifully shot. And despite that, they make it out short. Braun has a, or, sorry, the Hound has a great line, when they finally get out there. He's like, if any man dies with a clean sword, I'll rape his fucking corpse. And, like, just to show you how badass he is. Except when he sees the dude on fire. Oh, Bernie face hound kind of freezes up for a second. He does not like fire. <laughs> Braun saves his ass. And then he goes up and he's like, fuck your kingdom. Fuck your king. I'm out. You motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Fucking how they having it anymore. Just too much for him. What
2: else? What else? Simran? What else do you
0: like? Uh, the fact that T- no, T- narrating, got, no more narrating. What else did you he like? Gets, he gets I, I did not like the fact that he gets no credit for the battle oh, he'll like, never get credit for anything He's that's, never that's, gonna get credit that's I really his felt whole for him. downfall so
2: up well. to this point is he's he's a Lannister so he's gonna he's with the best the most richest house in all of Westeros yet he'll he'll never be a true Lannister he's like a half he's a half Lannister
0: and like but they you know he thought he thought he was doing good he was sent there to be the hand and then he comes out of that and he's like you're not the hand this is your shitty room now and nobody wants to hear from you and nobody knows what you did. Nobody. He's clearly like completely
1: like uh, undervalued by his yep. family. Yeah, and the hated by his family.
2: Only all because his he, sister all because hates of how him he looks. Fu-
1: well, his sister hates yeah, him. Yeah, no, too. that's
2: what I'm saying. Like everybody like no one, everyone despises him, and it's well, and so he, because he's an imp, yeah. and he killed he killed his mom. His birth killed his yeah. mom.
0: Oh, that's right. She tells the story of how yeah he some came great out and lines fucking he killed, came out and killed my mother, and he's like, She was my mother too. So <laughs>
2: Cersei was great in that season too, because just her you she isn't easy to root for at all. She's terrible. No. Yeah. But you can see in this season.
1: You respect yeah. her as an yeah evil She friend. wants yes. to
2: she was just born the wrong gender. If she was a yes. man, she'd be a fucking yes. warrior. But she'd she have been, can't. Yeah. She's a fucking yeah. woman. In the, and in this culture, she's limited in what she has. But you could see why she's she's so bitter about where she's at and where her, her life, because just nothing's seizing, been decided yes. for her. She's yeah. had no yeah. agency in her life whatsoever.
0: Man, the way she was fucking with Sansa, too, in that episode where she's like, oh, once the new king comes, you'll be like a piece of cake. Well, you gotta you learn like they how they to use the weapon you between your legs. Yeah, you got, and that's what she does. And by the end of the season, it's really Cersei and Tywin are running things, and Joffrey's just there, and he's gonna listen to whatever they say. Uh, I love Tyrion smacking Joffrey was awesome. He's like, you don't talk to a king like that. And he smacks him. He goes like, now I struck a king. My, has my hand fallen off? Uh, it was because he was an idiot. The guy throws a cow pie. and He's like, kill them all. And he's starting to see, you yeah, know, where. you notice,
2: the- Tyrion's one of the only guys that talks back to him. Yes. Everyone
0: no, else. His mom, his mom, the mom tries and he when? just put, he's well, like, she slapped never him the one again. time she and he was like, him, if you yeah. do
2: that again, basically yeah. you're
0: dead yeah man she's hardcore she's gonna kill her fucking kid uh based on who was gonna walk in that that door at the end uh and she almost killed her. let me let me uh, throw
2: in some other names Um, yes my boy my boy my boy my boy rob stark i love rob stark (laughs) rob stark meets a girl i love rob stark and i love uh the girl he meets talissa yeah i think i I thought they had a really good chemistry I liked, Damn. I liked, uh, fucking hot. Good sexy, hot time. That she's sexy hot. time. That was the only sexy that
0: time. That was the only sexy time. That is, uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin's Oh, wow. Ta- really? Wow. Wow. She's, but she is exotic in and the beautiful.
2: way Rob Stark is portrayed. I, I just, I really enjoy. What do you like about the Rob Stark? He's the young wolf, man. He's the, he's the king of the North. But he, he's the only guy in there that he's not going for the throne of Westeros. All right. he's going for is revenge. Yes. He, he, all, he'll, he'll be the, he'll, he will, after this is all done, he would go back to the north and just be king up there. He doesn't want to rule, rule, rule everything. This isn't a power play for him. He does this
1: not is want to sit revenge. on the Iron Throne. Yes. Right,
0: right, right, right.
1: You're going to love Rob Stark later on in the series.
0: He look, I always get, uh, I get him confused with Jon Snow because they look alike. And then I used to get him confused with Theon Greyjoy. Uh, is Jon Gridjoy- Snow over the wall? Has he met the Wildlings yet? Uh, yeah. Okay. So jo- the Jon Snow storyline is there up there, and uh, they get capture the redhead, and they Ygritte. leave him. Egret, they leave him to kill her. You know nothing, he, Jon Snow. Yes, that's a great, that's a great line. He can't do it. She gets away. He's trying to find his people. Of course, she knows where she is. Uh, these the those wildlings have a kick ass costume, like the helmet with the yeah. It looks like skeleton. I was, like was going to
2: say that there, the, the costume design. Is it's so fantastic, good. and especially so good. when they go in the north, and you got the crows, yeah. and you have the. I'm like, first thing I thought, I was like, is that fake fur or real fur? But, <laughs> but the, the
0: wildlings, I mean, they look like they could just blend right into the snow. The camouflage, yeah. yeah. If they lie down, you wouldn't see them. Whereas the crows stick out like a sore thumb. So, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, that dude. Uh, I wrote his name down. Corin Halfhand, like, kind of provokes Rob and makes him kill him, so that. Uh, Rob can get a meet a meet and greet or John Jon Snow a meet and greet with the the real king of the North up there which I haven't met yet they're on uh, their Mancer way. Mancer yes I thought Shay was gonna bang and Jon Snow were gonna bang in the snow apparently he's Shay. a virgin yeah uh, not Shay uh, that's Tyrion's the, the, girl come on man the redhead girl what the fuck is he mean Egret, yes. I thought Egret and John were, she was going to deflower have, have they John Snow. No, but they were spooning, and they oh, woke yeah, up and, and she- she's like, is that a sword in my back? And he's like, oh, he's all embarrassed. And then she finds, she realizes he's, uh, he's, uh, he's still a virgin.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: I can't say anything. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. I,
2: I'm also at the point, not as far as, as rugby, but I'm holding back on stuff too.
0: All right, let's talk about what Daenerys is up to. We saw a new land. Okay, Daenerys for me yes. was
2: actually,
1: the, her plot
2: story in this was the weakest.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's times where she's going to be weak and there's times where she's going to be strong and this is one of the weaker she, yeah, ones. Yeah, it
0: was kind of like in the background just getting her from point well, A it, to point B. At this B. point,
2: it's still so disconnected from anything that really matters to you at right. this point that right. it's it's still, and, and all she's doing at this point is is figuring
0: things out. She's setting things up, yeah, it's, things it, but it's so out. far away. But it's a it, she does go through a pretty crazy change throughout this. Where you know in the beginning, she is Khaleesi, and then a lot of the Dothraki leave, and she has a small group of followers after walking out of the fire because she is the mother of dragons. She's trying to get a ship. Uh, they end up at Karth, where uh, apparently Tyler Perry runs the place, <laughs> uh, and uh, Zaro, Zohan Doxus. Uh, and that dude, Piat Pri, Tyrell Perry, like a motherfucker who wants, he wants her to marry him, uh, but he doesn't wait for that. And there's a coup. He kills everybody and they steal their dragons. But I love at the end, I love her. The redemption of her getting the dragons back and getting some silver. And, and she, so every, the last two episodes, of the last two seasons is Daenerys burning a motherfucker. She likes burning people.
2: She's the she, uh,
0: mother of dragons. She burnt the dra- she told the dragons to burn the magic dude and the, the chains fell away and uh they're on the way. Yeah, so it was mostly them setting up pieces. She's and that you're right. Mm. Nothing she's doing. Nobody knows anything about what she's doing, except Varys does mention he's like, I heard Daenerys is alive and she has dragons. And they don't, uh, they, they don't, they don't give don't a fuck them. about her. Oh, no, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck until they need to. Uh we had the Tyrells uh who, who flipped a little bit. Uh, flipped allegiances because the, the 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 sister. Oh my god! First of all, Danny Rand and uh, Renly Baratheon uh, are, are great, and Marjorie. You think they're great? They were only in like two episodes. No, I just think it was funny. Is <laughs> Marjorie wanted to? Uh, you know, she wanted she wanted Renly to put a baby in her, and she's like, "Do you need my brother to get you started? Uh, I oh, can yeah, call him." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "It's cool. That's okay. You can start. I can come finish up." that line where she's like they ask her you want to be a queen and she's like I don't want to be a queen I want to be the queen. Uh yeah, and then she's fucking, uh, yeah. she's,
2: uh, she's a deviant motherfucker.
0: Fucking Joffrey kicks Sansa Stark to the curb uh for Tyrell Marjorie and poor Sansa, I don't know why she doesn't leave. Although Sansa has nowhere to go now. Winterfell uh, is all also the shit. at
2: this point Sansa for me is a very pathetic character.
0: She really is. Like
1: what is she Did doing? Did you guys get to see Iron Fist in there? Yes. Danny Rand. Yeah, Danny, Danny Rand. Rand.
0: Danny nope, Rand, the uh, and-
1: night, the flower night. <laughs> <laughs> See, doesn't he act better when he's in his <laughs> element. Right he he
0: kind of he kind of does. I, it's I, like I don't a whole think they really uh... give him a lot to do. <laughs> he just stands. He there. just, I mean, just blow at guys. This point, yeah,
2: it's just like blow guys, make out with dudes, and then stand around and and be told things.
0: <laughs> uh, and then uh, who else here, we got? All right, you're yeah. Brienne of Tarth. Yes, like an awesome character. Yeah, so I love this whole storyline where Lady Stark lets Jamie go and Rob. Oh Lady pissed. Stark,
2: let me let me make a quick point on Lady yes. Stark. I hated her this season.
0: Do you think that was smart of her to let Jamie leave for the no. trade? Oh no, it was not no, smart of her. No, not smart at all. Uh Rob gives her a talking to, but Brienne Brianne is tasked with taking him. To King's Landing, she's fucking badass. I uh, I I love I love her. I love her character. I love that scene where they get to the water and uh, she has to kill those Stark people because they were giving her shit and they almost uh they made Jamie Lannister, and she's he's like those are Stark men, and she's like I told you I don't work for the Starks. <laughs> what Game of Thrones is really good at, what I've
2: noticed at this point is, they're really good at making you. Care about characters that were just sideline pieces when you first met them. Yeah, you know, and yeah. then you build these characters up. It's really well done how uh, how character driven they 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 are really are. Because Brianna Tarth, I'm like, who the fuck is this tall bitch? Right. And right right. now I'm like, I kind of like this girl. She's really honorable. I mean, she's fucking protecting a criminal, and and she, she's just doing her duty. And he's a good.
0: She's good at what she does. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, you know, you, you you see that from the. Where, where
2: the, are you on Jamie Lannister at this point, Imran?
0: So Jamie is. Uh, he will do whatever it takes. The fact that he kills his fucking cousin to get out to escape the first time, after like telling him this heartfelt story, like I didn't. I, I I saw the cousin creeping forward, and I was like. That's probably not good. But then Jamie's going into this whole story of when he was a squire and his first time. And then he's like, we're going to escape. And he's like, uh, his cousin's like, I'll help you. I'll do whatever you want. He's like, "Very good. You're going to have to die. And I was like, oh, boy, I I kind of had a feeling. But he, I mean, for him to take the time to just tell that whole story and then just fucking kill I, I him. Like, go, guy's so ruthless. Jamie
2: Lannister. And Cersei Lannister are two of the most complicated, interesting characters yeah, on, on
0: yeah. television at this point. They really are because at times you do think Cersei does care. You know, she cares for her children. She she is a mother, and she's but but she'll just do some fucked up shit at the same time because uh, she she's got to be her way. Yeah. Well, she's at war. Well, she's yeah. at,
2: first off, she's at war. Yeah. Second off, she's had, like I mentioned earlier, absolutely no say in what she she gets to do in her life.
0: Right. She's yeah, and that, she was that,
2: born in a Lannister yes. as, a, as a girl in a Lannister family.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And she was, was totally married to a guy that yeah, yeah.
2: didn't like her at all. Robert Baratheon yeah, never liked yeah. her. She's yeah. forced to marry a guy that loves someone else. Yeah, that'll make you bitter. And not only <laughs> loved a Stark, so then that hence why her bitterness towards the Starks.
0: Oh man, yeah, that's good. Ah, uh, she—that they—they're very point. complex. Uh, last last episode, we didn't even get to talk about uh, fucking Littlefinger. Uh, who is oh, just a? He's little. A little he's, he's a
2: little fucking rat.
0: He is playing every side, uh, wherever he is. Jesus Christ, this guy! He's a slimy such piece of a shit. Such a slimy piece his, of the shit. The way he acts, his voice. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> I know it's kind of like uh, it's a. Uh, yes. Sansa
2: stock. Yes. You will have to go now, Sansa.
0: So yeah, and then some of it is just like such over the top. It's very bullshit. over the top the way he acts. Yeah. yeah. But he owns the finest brothel around
2: and yeah, he's got some good hookers in there he's got some good Roz hookers. is still looking walking around
0: oh you know what uh, another great moment got me nervous when cersei tells Tyrion, oh i have your whore brother uh and then they bring her in and he's worried and you're like oh shit they got shay and it's not shay oh <laughs> shit it's it's Roz, isn't it? It is Roz. and yes. they play both of them play it off like she's the one, and then he goes and finds Shay. Uh, that that was very very well done. Shay's gonna have to be careful. And again, Shay almost uh, Cersei was almost onto her again. She was trying to figure out like this girl doesn't know how to curtsy, and you're uh, up in King's Landing. All of, like how did that's got to be an interesting story? And she starts to tell the story, and luckily is interrupted uh, during the battle. By the way, that I just we got to go back to that battle because medieval warfare is badass. And what they showed us was badass fucking flaming swords and rocks against ships and ladders and battering rams. Like, you forget, like, that th- that warfare was this brutal. It was up close and personal. Up close too. and personal. Uh, you had to get your sword Ugly. bloody. Yeah. Oh, that was, that, and, and, like, so well shot, really easy to follow the action. The one thing was weird is how Stannis was, like, he, he got it to the top. They lost the battle, and it looked like he was being captured, and then he's just free. The next scene, it was his own men. Oh, him. oh, pulling him away. Okay, so yeah, we meet Melisandra, and she's a fucking witch, and the <laughs> and 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 they put a a, a dark ghost baby in her, and I, that was fucked up. The black baby that looks like Stanley like that, that was weird. I didn't like
2: the black. I didn't like the kid. I didn't like the magic baby.
0: The magic baby goes and kills Redly Baratheon. What? What the shit is this? I thought that was uh, a little convenient.
2: Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was I, I'm warming up to the magic, yeah. but to be honest, the first when they first started introducing the magic, I was like, I don't little, I like the yeah, magic it's as a much. Little gimmicky. Uh, it's not that. It, it's just I don't know. It's it's
0: a it, it's very deuce ex machina. Yeah. But I'm learning to like. I know Melisandra has a bigger role, and she does some fucked up shit moving forward. I remember hearing some things.
1: There is. Um, she's a character that is you could take or leave, but like it's one of those things that. She's essential in kind of shining a light on this religion that she's yes, part of, the Lord of the Light, and ushering in notions of magic into this world. Because at this point, you haven't really seen anything right, magical, right, right? And so you got like kind of like the White Walkers that they're magical. the The dragons are magical, or they shouldn't exist. And now you have the apps, you know this this kind of this religion with. Magical overtones to it.
0: Yeah, it's neat how the magic is on the edges of this world. uh, You know, and. Well, I I
2: look at it as the magic is almost kind of an allegory for our past, like past history. Ah. So, like, current times right now, we we don't place enough emphasis on learning about history and learning about you know the mistakes we've made. And now it seems like a lot of times we're repeating them. And it seems like what Game of Thrones has done is they've made magic that same thing where everyone now in Game of Thrones is like, ah, that, that stuff's children's tales. None of that stuff matters. I don't believe it, but they, they used to be magic they They used to everywhere. be there, but that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. And they're, they're underplaying the fact that this stuff happened. And now it's all coming back slowly and creeping on them because no one's actually studied it anymore.
0: And they, they yeah, they don't they don't believe in it, but it's still powerful. I can, I guess so there's so many religions. So like the the Thraki have a religion, then there's like the old gods, and there's the new seven gods, then there's the Lord of Light God. Well you gotta throw out
2: like Essos is like its own thing.
0: So like that's where the Dothraki
2: are. You gotta kind of gotta like forget about Essos because that's okay. its own land. That's completely separate. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Westeros has like the old gods, the new gods, the, the seven, seven Kingdoms, faces, which are the new yeah. gods. Yeah. Um.
0: What the Lord of Light thing comes the Lord from? A new, it's
2: like it's new. This new religion.
1: It's monotheistic. Yeah.
2: And then oh. you, and then you got uh, huh? Then you got the Greyjoys who believe in the the Drowning God or the Water God. I forget what he is. They ah. and they're like their own island. So like they they can believe in whatever
1: they're like Hawaii. Okay. Well, like you know, the new <laughs> god's, I- and Pacific the, the old gods and the new gods are an allegory for, uh, you know, Greek gods yeah. and the pagan gods. And then the yeah. Uh, yeah. Lord of light is kind of like a allusion to uh, Christianity. Dude, he's fan
0: fictioning history. This motherfucker. That's uh, your, that's exactly what it is where even, but you know, what's interesting in Christianity is they adapted a lot of pagan symbols if you follow it back to get the pagans to jump on board with this Christianity, uh, in terms of like the the triangle shape of like trees and and oh everything everything is, is from pa- from paganism. The pagan uh, the
1: the the Romans had this installed into every facet of their culture. Right, they couldn't just mandate a religion change without like making it very easy. Yeah, like, nobody, nobody like, would have bought it. Yeah. It's almost like you have everything that you had before. It's just called something different. Right. That's yep. all they yep. did.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and I think it's... Uh, they just put a new narrative. Yep, they put a new narrative, and they made uh, Jesus the head guy instead of whatever it was. And, uh, you know, the switch from... And then they made saints, which were like the the, the lesser gods. Yes, and yes, this and that. yeah. Let me let yeah, me throw in good. one
2: more character that you haven't yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Theon Greyjoy. Who yeah, he's a you mess. You mentioned what a mess. Mess. early, but yeah. he is... Yeah, the epitome of a mess. What um, a mess. He, he is like, the epitome of like what this show is kind of about, where it's like f- loyalty to family, and yeah. he doesn't—he doesn't know whose family is. he doesn't know what yeah. what side to please, and he's not definitive in his actions. So he's just kind of being pushed and pulled by different families.
0: Man, when they dropped those two burnt kids, and like right away, I knew that wasn't fucking the Stark boys, but. The look on his face, you saw it. It said, he's like, what the fuck did I just do? What am I doing? Like, just unsurety. And then uh, Yara, his sister, gives him the great lie. She's like, which of them gave you more trouble, the cripple or the six-year-old? <laughs> And just fucking banging on him.
2: I love that he meets Yara and, and he's like feeling on her tit. And trying oh my to like, God, that was his, so
0: disturbing. And like then he, he
2: realizes it's his sister.
0: He was putting his hands down her pants in front of the horse and grabbing her tits. And she didn't say shit. She's like, I wanted to see what kind of guy you were first. I was like, oh my God, these people are fucked up. Uh, that that, <laughs> that well, was he great. Didn't know. He
1: didn't know that. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. The yeah. He didn't was- know that that was...
0: She's not a handsome no, woman. No, she's not. <laughs> no, she's not. But she's clearly leading the Greyjoy uh, army and ships and shit. And then they just knock him out, and they're like, "Okay, enough of this shit. Let's take him yeah. home." His We're speech done. in comparison so to Tyrion's, where Tyrion yes.
2: like rallies everybody, and and Theon tries to rally his group, and they just like, "All right, you're
1: done. And knock him out." <laughs> all right, let me let me ask some questions yes. that are really important. All right, so we got Anthony, we got Amron. Okay, at this point in time. Who are the three hottest chicks on Game
0: of Thrones? I mean, Imran, you
1: want to go first?
0: I'm. A, I mean, I'm gonna go with the easy one. Fucking Daenerys. Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, but your turn. Th- you got to go, th- Imran. You got to go three. He oh, asked we'll you go, for three. You dummy. Uh, we'll
0: go back and forth. Oh, uh, okay. Look, <laughs> I'll go Daenerys. Talisa was 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 pretty hot, uh, because you did get to see her naked also. Uh, and hmm, Shay. is attractive, but. There's just like I don't know. There's something about her. All right. I'll go with uh Daenerys.
2: Yeah. She is just stunning every time. Not and on on screen, she gets better um as you'll as we go along. Daenerys is great. Um what's her fucking face? Talissa, I thought she was fucking hot right off the bat. Yeah. Uh she's got like kind of this uh ethnic flair to her, like a little yes. bit darker. Yes. You know, not like all those northerners that are pale as fuck. Yeah. Um my third I don't know why I have a huge thing for Roz. I, I have a boner every time that girl's on screen. <laughs> she is such a whore, but it's awesome.
0: The red the redhead. The redhead.
2: But yeah. Uh honorable mentions for yeah. me. Yeah. Um Sansa. She's Really? Oh yeah. She the redhead. Oh my gosh.
0: She's like she looks like she's fucking fifteen though.
2: She is in that. I don't, she's yeah. like nineteen I, when that she shows. She does film. nothing.
0: She does nothing for me. Honorable okay. also mentioned yeah. to uh
2: I think uh, I like Marjorie.
0: Think oh, Marjorie good. Tyrell, yeah. yeah, you know, and there's something about Cersei Lannister that's that's sexy, also. Well, she's I, like the elegant old, yeah, she's like yeah. she's like in her 40s, she's beautiful. I mean, she's not hot, but she's very she, beautiful. You've seen
2: her on 300 too,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You're you know what you've you've you recognize that face,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: I have to say that Daenerys, even though that she's she's you know got a good look, I really feel like. People, however, hyper. Okay. She's a little bit overblown. Mm. I feel like that she's like a little bit short and a little bit stubby. Mm. She does have like but, a little girl's body. Yeah, but uh, she's not. Uh, I I wouldn't put her at the top, but she's definitely uh, a good-looking chick. But like, uh, yeah, there's definitely. I I would go with Rob Stark's wife. I don't know. Talisa. That's, her, that's you know? Talisa. That's her name. Yeah. Ah, what has-
2: about uh, anyone in love with Egret?
0: I was going to say there's something about the redhead wildling girl. There's a
2: lot of redheads on the show. There's
0: a lot of redheads on the show. And I like the redhead does something for me too. I'll be honest. Like there's a redhead. Like, so there is something about her and the just the bright red against the white. And you know, uh, it's a, it just sticks out. Uh, (laughs) No one likes Melisandre though. No, no, she's kind of
1: creepy. She's got a good (laughs) body, but I'm not into her face. And the she girl. is and,
2: and they do a good job of making her just like they play that weird music every time she's on screen. So it's yeah, just like they make uh, her creepy.
0: You know who I thought was hot and they killed her was the girl uh Tyler Perry was sleeping with. Uh that was uh, Oh yeah, she was great too. Yes. Yeah, and she was sleeping with the uh, Viserys in the first episode. Yes, season. and then she was sleeping with Zaro Zohan, and then they both get locked into that empty crypt by Daenerys yeah. to die. Right. But I liked her. I thought she was pretty hot. There's more coming. Oh boy. There's more. Uh, there's Only more one going. good sexy time for the season, though. Uh, so uh, yeah, less sexy time. Well, you, yeah, you also, told it's going to start dying off. The nudity is going to start dying She'll off. Like- Osha. Osha. She did. Oh, no. Oh, she did. And that's how they uh, escaped too. Or That's how yeah. she got him out. She fucked the to sleep. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, there, was, then, well, there was some sexy time season two. I think you're just forgetting. I it all blurs together. It's not as not much. As much. It's not oh, like
1: over. It's not. It's not as well, O.D. Yeah, they
2: way. were like getting a lot of criticism for this, a lot of sex position, so they were toning it down a little bit. Well, they were just having random sex scenes while people were talking.
0: Yeah, no, and there was like, uh, you know, when Bron was in the in the pub and he's got that girl and she strips, he strips her down. Uh, so there's just like a lot of boobies and a lot of like hanging out in a strip club. So now that you've uh, seen deals. season two. Yeah. Wait. We're, were the, you, okay. We go just ahead. got. We, I just want to mention that at the end, you got something else to narrate. No, just the White Walkers, <laughs> the three horns. You you hear them talk about one horn means this, yeah, two horn means this, good. and they're like three horns means White Walkers. But we haven't heard that for a thousand years. And then the only one that knows White, about
2: that is uh, Sam.
0: Sam. Well, they're, they're like, how do you know about that? He's like, I read it. I read it. Yeah. <laughs> I re- yes, he read it in a book. And then you hear the three horns, and then you see the fucking even there's a zombie horse. It was kind of like a, a, an awesome Walking Dead scene. Uh, but way better than Walking Dead when yeah. those fucking White Walkers showed up. That was cool. It's just a different level.
3: Of,
2: yeah. I mean, yes. Walking
0: Dead, for all we give it
2: shit, they do a really good job on the makeup. It's yeah. Like, this yeah, is like... No, yeah.
1: Walking Dead is like a very wh- quality yeah. show, but I think that... As I said, it's on its downs right. It's it hasn't been able to maintain.
0: Whereas this thing oh, just keeps going up and up and up. Well, th- I mean, I mean, and they don't do that thing where they decompress no, everything no, and you're bored. No, it it does a great job. Like you won't see Daenerys for an episode, but they'll you'll check back in, and it's just enough. It keeps it moving. Uh, and uh, so, are asks, you great. are you now more into it after watching season two? I am, uh, but I'm, I'm I. I I here's the thing. Or were you
2: already I'm, into it after season
0: one? And I was let- into it, but the the I was into it after season one. The second season's got me way more invested. However, I'm starting to see this is like a fucking crack addiction, like because while I want to smoke all the crack all right away, all of it, so I can have the, all this, but I also want to enjoy the crack. I want to slow down, and because if I binge like if I binge too much, like I'm not gonna fucking remember anything. Like it's all gonna blur together. So I may that's what happened Yeah. Me. So I may take a little bit of a break between before I start season three to catch up on Preacher ended. I got to I got to watch the last couple of episodes of Preacher. I didn't watch any of them. Oh, I've I've been watching it. I got to watch like the last three, but the season's over. So I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna jump back in. I feel like we'll blow through this in a couple of like we'll be at the end of this in a couple of weeks. Well, you I'm, will. Uh, I will be definitely.
2: You will be done. I which will is just fine. say, try not to look up anything. Literally, I'm, don't look up anything. I won't. Don't, I won't. Even, don't even Google search people's names. <laughs> like, don't already... even Google search their real name.
0: Look, here's what I know. It will e- help you so episode much. Episode nine of both seasons have, have been the huge fucking turning points. I have a feeling they like to make episode nine fucking nuts and then do wrap it up in the 10th. But like nine is like the wh- holy shit. What the fuck? Oh, shit. Shit they do. They've done it twice. Also, they've burned. Daenerys has burned people twice in episode 10. (laughs) I don't know if this is a pattern, but definitely the way it's structured, the way it builds up to the nine and then kind of has a nice closure with 10 within the episode. Well, what 10 does is they they kind of. Then they set up the next thing. Yeah,
2: they set up the next thing.
0: It's so fucking good the way it's all set up
2: Yeah,
0: I mean I honestly I could binge the whole thing but like I said I don't want to smoke all the crack at once I want to enjoy my crack I paid a lot of money for it unlike I just want to I want to make one uh, thing. Yeah. yeah so
1: when we were uh, doing the live blab yeah and uh, that the dude sir whatever his name is uh,
0: sir uh, the, the fake British guy called you rugby yeah fake British <laughs> Dakota yeah.
1: Saunders Dakota Saunders and I and he goes that he he thought that that Arya Stark was attractive and she's a child. I remember that. Oh, no. Oh, Doesn't that make your skin crawl? Yes. Like when I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, he's... I'm like, whoa. Holy shit, I totally remember she's that. She's not
2: even... Okay, let me... <laughs> not only is that is she a child... And that was like she's two a, years She looks ago. like a boy. I was going to say, not only is she a child, but there's like little girls that you're like, when she grows up, She's gonna be something,
0: right? That's it's not, not the even feeling that. I get no. with Arya Stark. No! no, I had a feeling he liked small boys, and that's why. I yeah, that was it. such a strange <laughs> thing to say. And <laughs> uh, uh, and, the, and the sad thing is that there is a bunch of dudes.
1: This is not like a one-time thing. I've I've, I've run into this where I've heard like weird dudes have an affinity for. They're into Arya Stark. Like if I read comments on certain yeah. things on like Game of Thrones, yeah. or like I read an article on like birth movies, death, or something. There'll be some fucking asshole who at even at I mean now she's like 18 years old or something like that, but like during that time she was like a kid. And I would read like
0: comments like that and I was
1: like, dude, these people are fucking That's real clutch. strange.
0: What is up with these people? Uh, So one final piece of news regarding the season eight uh, that I'll share and then we'll get to some feedback, which is also Game of Thrones related from our listener. Uh, uh, Season seven was hacked, leaked. The whole synopsis is apparently. Ruggs, what was leaked exactly from seven? Do you know?
2: There were a couple episodes that you could watch a day earlier or something
1: like that. Yeah, I think the episodes got leaked. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: What? Uh, oh, in people. in fact, uh, Kit Harington. It says in this article once said that he filmed upwards of fifteen hours of additional scenes that weren't used in the final cut, just so they could throw off people online. Should those scenes ever end up online? Well, for season eight, uh, they are going to be filming several several versions. Uh, this is from, uh, the morning HBO president Casey Bloys had to say this. He says, I know in game of Thrones, the ending, they're going to shoot multiple versions so that nobody really knows what happens. You have to do that in a long show because when you're shooting something, people know. So they're going to shoot multiple versions so that there's no real definitive answer until the end. So they're going to do this in a way that even the cast and crew does not know what is the actual, uh, version. That they're going to air because they're all, they do not want this getting out. And that nah. completely caught them off guard, I guess. Now, I'll how do it. you feel that this is going to end? Uh, You've th- just discovered I this know. great this thing. This is why I don't want to like fly through it. I kind of want, I, wa- I want to enjoy it. I want to sit a little bit. I want to absorb it. But at the same time, I, I want to be caught up. It's so weird. It's just like drugs. Yeah, but you're going to be caught up, and you're be waiting wait when you're
1: dicking your hand. But like a uh,
0: now I'm starting to see that uh, I might go back and watch the whole thing again. I'm hearing a lot of people say on rewatch, uh, it's even more rewarding because you see things, you catch things that set up other things that you didn't. So, yeah, I mean, I cheated myself out of uh, seven years of good TV and only to have a year to enjoy it, and then it's over. But I, it'll be fine. There'll be a uh, the next I'll, thing.
2: I will be... I mean, I'm sad that it's already ending. Yeah, even though it's been seven yeah. years. Yeah, but I will be happy to be in the conversation.
0: Yes, yes, that's the other thing. I'll be happy to be finally caught up and know what the fuck people are talking about. For Christ's sake! Speaking of what people are talking about, I'm eating this
2: up like fucking crack.
0: Yeah, you you are loving it, and some of our listeners See, are like too. Anthony's the person, the
1: last person yes. I thought would yes. like it because he said he had he was averse to like fantasy. Yeah. And I told them, it's just the characters yeah. and how they write it and the production value. If you take all those things and just throw like the fantasy aspect out the door, it's still better than like, I was going to say like 90%, like, you know, there's a couple of things that are better, like Breaking Bad and uh, this and that as far as
0: pure writing. And, I mean, and and really, character. at this point, fantasy is like like 20% of the show, really. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a historical fucking fake docudrama is what it is. But the great thing is that in the later episodes, Do get more fantasy. the
1: The fantasy is great, and the production value is um, is amazing, and the dragons look great, and everything looks great. I, that, I think that does
2: really help. The, the production value is yeah. is huge because, as much as I enjoyed watching like Arrow, right, or like Legends of Tomorrow, at some yeah. points, <laughs> it's so cheap. <laughs> like it yeah. just takes you out of it at points.
1: Well, when you see this. Yeah. You see what, the, what what a real, like, you know, it's like, this is television. Right. All right? It's, it's not cable. TV, it's
0: HBO, people.
1: All right, it's it's cable television, <laughs> yeah. but it's television. It's
2: still television. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's episodic. They can't just make one movie and blow their load. They have to space it out and budget it for all these different things and enough stuff to keep you interested in it for that long period of time and enough production value to kind of back it up. The amount of characters that are intertwined, coming and going... And the amount of uh, set changes. Yeah. Like, different areas, different more set locations. More cities, more
0: locations.
1: Okay, yeah. And then you have uh, these fantastical elements and all this on open water and, and all this stuff. Um, it's just never been done to no, this level. It, it's just never.
2: Whoever their, like, site coordinator is that picks out shooting locations is is doing a fantastic job.
1: Right. So you have, like... There's some great costume dramas that are out there like that you can watch that are have a good production value and stuff like that, but not to this no. level. There's just nothing. It's I mean, com- so
0: I, another actually my friend Gabe, who uh, I saw him earlier this week, he watches Game of Thrones and he to him, he's like, this is the best thing I've ever seen on TV. I was like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, it's like, the you best thing I can watch Rome. Yeah. And you'll see that the sets
1: are a lot cheaper looking.
0: Really? You know? Wow. And at the time I remember thinking that was like their most expensive show at the time.
1: Yeah. And Rome was great it was, for its yes. time, but this is on another level. Yeah, I mean, this is all, I mean, Rome is
0: still great. It Rome is good. Is still up it's there, really good. And you see a lot of those, but cats. it is nowhere near the but scale. Like everything kind of, of this. falls into place. Like good writing, great casting, great sets, great costuming. Like everything is just top notch and, they, and it, and they improve on it. Uh, uh, amazingly. So and Boardwalk Empire is kind of is, yes, is very good yes. too. Boardwalk Empire is uh is very epic, but then you gotta go back and y- you know you gotta credit George R.R. Martin for coming up with it. But yeah, now as here, let me read this tweet from Adam Morris because he kind of puts it great. Adam Morris, of course, our podcast science advisor guy on Twitter uh writes: Glad you boys started the GOT. If you like the show, don't read the books. Martin has a great imagination, but his writing meanders everywhere and it's not very good. I had to reread at least half of the chapters cause they're hard to follow. They toss out all the bullshit and kept the best guts of the story for the show. I find it a thousand percent better personally. And he's like, it's opposite of most adaptions. You can tell how long it takes him to produce a book that he has storytelling issues. Some people love his writing. I just find he gets wrapped up in details that don't matter or go anywhere. So you get bogged down reading it. So He's given us great content and now they're just fucking streamlining it and well, giving us the I, I good shit.
2: Quite happy. I've never read the books because the surprises are are hitting me every time.
0: And I think this is, you know, once in a while there's an exception to the rule where the book is not better than the movie or the TV show. Uh, and this is that exception, but I agree. I'm glad I know. I was like, we ain't reading shit. Don't worry, Adam Mars. He's no, we're like, not okay, good. Anything. Yeah. Uh, another uh, Game of Thrones update from people from the Facebook group. David Malofsky says he actually watched the first four episodes a long time ago. My reaction was, this is really well done, but I am completely uninterested in watching anymore. And then Wes Cranford yanks him down under. Wins the night with the best line. He comments. I don't think you could keep up with Tony, anyways. He seems to have traded chasing women for Medieval Incest Port. LOL. Points. Points to West Cranford. That's let, a great. Let line. me comment on that.
2: Yes. <laughs> there's been already, I mean, even coming up this weekend, this is filming this is being recorded on a Thursday for our yep. listeners. Even coming up this weekend, I know last week and the weekend before, there's been Nights where I haven't gone out because I'm like I just want to watch Game of Thrones.
1: Holy shit! <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put this out right there right yes. now though. This might actually help you with the women game because yeah. now you got something to talk now about. Now You'll know what the... everybody watches yeah. it, including women. Yeah. So you're gonna find you're gonna bump into a broad one day, <laughs> and you're like you watch Game of Thrones, and you're and he, she's gonna be like yes, and you're gonna talk to her, and then you'll be. uh You'll be doing the whole Cersei Lannister. Yeah, you can. I, I, some, I, what, I
2: appreciate the thought, but I don't know when I'm ever going to go into a bar and my first line will be, "Hey, you watch Game of Thrones?"
0: <laughs> let me get a, a Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, not, maybe it won't be your first line, but after you've uh, started, Anthony, let half me get a Game of Thrones pickup line. Can you come up with one?
2: Game of Thrones pickup line.
0: <laughs> yeah. Want to want to sit on my Iron Throne? Ah, there you go. Like Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew you wouldn't disappoint. Uh, want to pet my dragon, Daenerys? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Okay, so finally, from Ron Hans, listener and Patreon supporter, he goes, Hey, Imran, I just got done with this week's episode, meaning our episode. Truth be told, had to wait a couple of days to finish season one of Game of Thrones. I was at episode eight when your review dropped. With that said, as I type this, I am now on season three, episode five. Oh, shit. As you can tell, I am in. I love that you brought up the fact that Peter Dinklage's character steals every scene. I thought the same thing. I can't stop watching any scene he's in. The other thing that I like about finally watching the show is the fact that I know where some of these people in the movies came from. Finn Jones, I could see he could actually act his way out of a Wet paper bag. Uh, Sophie Turner, way better in Game of Thrones than X-Men. Alfie Allen, who plays Theon Greyjoy, was a douchebag in John Wick. And I can now see where he learned it. The fact that I can now binge this show is awesome, but binging it does make me forget a lot of what has come before it. So you guys doing the reviews is going to be great. Keep up the great work, guys. Look forward to the next review. Thanks, Ron. And then I got another progress update. He's finished season three last night now. I'm going to say this to set up what we're going through. Anthony, you've already experienced this. And so he said, episode nine of season three actually made me say, Oh shit. Out loud. I feel like such an ass for not watching this show sooner. I, See? I, I hope, I wish you didn't even read that. Imran. I, well, look, it's on our Facebook group. What am I supposed to do? I know, but that, even that, Look, But I already know the episode nines, they love to build up to some fucked up shit in episode nine. They've done it twice. I, I hope they keep doing it. It's a good structure. It's a good format. Like I was already kind of on to like oh episode nine I see. What I gotta they do. disagree
2: with him on the binging thing. Yeah, the binging thing has actually helped me remember everything a lot better ah, instead of waiting that, a week? that
0: week wait yeah or yeah. that
2: year wait when it goes from one season to the next I forget everything.
0: Well, but yeah, the year wait is horrible because so my I went through this with Sopranos and what helped is the fact that HBO reruns the fucking episode all week long so I would end up. Watching that the 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 last week's episode a couple of times just because it was on and it was so good and I would do the same for this I'd be like oh I'm gonna fucking watch this part again so they they replay it enough but that was before the days of like DVRs and shit so I don't know if they even do that anymore but you can watch it over but between seasons ooh I'm glad I didn't have to wait between these seasons I got to tell you. I uh, just got to wait between the last season. We just got to wait a yeah. year or so. <laughs> this is why I'm so, I don't want to blow through it, but I do want to blow through it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh,
1: just do one season at a time a week.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a little breather. and I'm going to start. I I want to see. And then when we talk about it, like I want to immediately go and watch the beginning of season three. And I might just fucking do that now. Cause it, and I've waited till we do the show so that I could be fresh and now let's move on. Uh, that's it for the show, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Rugs, where can the people find you? Really Rug Boy on Twitter. That's right. And you can find me also on Trivia Geeks and Sketching Comedy. Real quick, last night we did a pretty fun episode of Trivia Geeks on live on YouTube with two uh, really good comics. They, these guys' names are Dan Cummins and Chad Daniels. Dan has a podcast called Time Suck. It's really big. And both of them have been on Comedy Central, The Late Show, The Tonight Show. They have multiple stand-up specials. Uh, they couldn't have been nicer guys. It was a lot of fun. It was a fast and fast and loose edition. It's on YouTube. I'll embed the video in the show notes. It was a lot of fun. And uh, these guys were like legit comics on the show. It was neat. So, But subscribe to this show, listener. <laughs> cool. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And, of course, tell a friend. Spread the geekery. Now, you, I'm sure you know someone who listens to Game of Thrones. You can get them on board. Uh, send them. Link them. Post this on your Facebook. Spread the word.
1: Listens to Game of Thrones? Yes, I mean, I mean
0: listens to Game what, of Thrones audiobooks? while they're watching it on TV. You listen to it while you watch it. That's technically not incorrect. What if you're deaf? Then you read the captions, like <laughs> I do. Right, and you know what? Captions on this show? Can I just advise... Turn on the captions. It will help you immensely. because I go,
2: I go back and forth on the captions.
0: I think it's great because when the character's off screen, they'll put up the character's name, and you know what they're saying and what what their name is. Now, Anthony, are you watching all this on your phone?
1: No.
3: Oh, no, Jesus, that would be
0: horrible. Yeah, okay. not a, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Joplin, shut up. We're podcasting. Uh, that means it's time to go, Lister. Thanks for listening to the Chocolate Podcast. My name is Imran.
2: My name's Anthony.
0: He's the jock! He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time, yo! Ah, uh,
3: yes. I see that you know your